Welcome back, y'all. The R&B podcast, which is named the the podcast in the key of life, is back for another episode. Still don't sound like you buying it. I just gotta get used to it. I gotta we just say we it. love it. We just said, listen, you're yep. a genius. We did just say we, we love it. We just said we love it. You're a genius. The podcast and the key of life is yeah. back. Say it from your chest. Yeah. The podcast from the key of life. Yeah. No, the podcast from the key of life. From the, the podcast from, from the, the key, key of life. life. See, we're all gonna get it. All right, but cool. once again, we back. R and B life reviews, music, yeah. um, life stories. How the the music intertwines with how we've lived and how we've thought for another great podcast, another episode. I am DJ Duro, aka your favorite. What's good? It's the Kid Blaze, aka Superstar, fill in the blank, and I probably can do the song better than you. God bless. I just I just don't feel I can be as cocky on this show. You can have a cocky I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. I almost want to give my my government name, my zodiac sign. Uh, sound like a temptation. <laughs> long walks in the park. Uh, it's DJ O Sharp, aka uh, the closer, aka Mr. Eighty One Points, um, aka Mr. Ninth Inning. I just don't. I don't feel you know, it. David Ruffin was an R and B singer, right? Yeah. Who got more swag than David Ruffin? Hey man. He taught that talk. He had to he he taught that rapper talk. Bring that soul. Bring that soul of David Ruffin up. <laughs> you might have to bring the soul of David Ruffin in here. You got to do a lot of drugs to get the soul of David Ruffin. <laughs> we don't want Facts. that. We don't yeah. want that. Drugs is taking over our community. We don't want to do that. Nah, not at all. But uh, once again, we back for another episode. We got to. Um, we're going to be reviewing a couple albums tonight. We're going to get you hip to some music, some stuff that you might have been sleeping on that we feel that you need to know about. Um, it's just a lot, of, a lot of good conversation in between them. But first, let's see what we've been up to in the past um, couple of weeks since we last recorded. Oh, Sharp, what you been up to, man? Been doing any gigs? You, um, Slim from One Twelve was here. Well, he was in Columbus. He was here at the Copia. Shout out to Bobby Fain. I did see slipping. that flyer. I did see that flyer. You slipped. Yeah. I, and, I, 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 um, I was out of town. I didn't stay for the show. I was in whatever backstage area, VIP, sitting there chopping it up, not really. And I was like, I don't think I want to hear 112 without 112. That's um, valid. And he has records, you know, so the Soul Fly record is a dope record. He has a record. And I'm well, I mean, okay, he, he has a solo record. But when I think of 112, I don't really think of Derek Duran and Q and who's the other guy? Mike, that's good enough. So I always think of Slim because he seems to he his leads are the ones that, that stand out. I could the most. argue, I could argue with you that that they he needs them. No, I mean Cupid, Cupid is, you know, Cupid is Cupid without the rest of them. You're not about to disrespect Deron like nah. that. I'm not, but it's still a good record. And, and when, like he's he sounded like a young he sounded like a young baby face. And you got to hear Q's version of Cupid without nobody oh, really? else. Yes, Q oh, has and Q, he has he has two solo albums. Yes, Q yeah. has a mixtape. Um, with an acoustic version of Cupid with nobody else on there, and he kills it. He, he that has, changed my mind about how I felt about One Twelve because I did feel that one that One Twelve was only anchored by Slim, and the rest of them was just like role players. Deron led most of the songs. Deron led some of the his, songs. Like he's not memorable if you're not. He had the best vocals on in the it, group. It's 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 like this. You would pick you would pick Ralph before you pick Ricky. But Ricky had more power and more soul in the vocals. Okay. So I when I think saying. of when I think of one twelve, like Slim's voice voice sticks out clearly because of his tone right. and his style of singing. 
the rest of the guys sound like they they step out of they step up out of the background and they have their moment. I get it. I see what he's saying. Like I don't like I'm not going to say that they are bad singers. I just think Slim stands out. Slim is the identity of 112. So when I think vocally. of when I think of vocals for 112, he could pretty much do the songs. And he would still like have enough material because yeah. he has he can do a medley. The, he can do verses. Yeah, just do his verses. He has enough of the verses. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm, I am bad boy Lame. for life. I am. Yeah. Listen, I am so bad boy. I have Jerome. Remember Jerome's? Yeah. I had that twelve. You're too inch. young for me. With I had the remix the single. With, with Noriega. I had that. I had that single, I, man. The video when yes. they had the jean outfits on. He's talking to Keisha in the in the um. On the, the brownstone or whatever in the the fire escape, Keisha from one twelve. I mean yeah. from, from total. So I'm I am bad. I know all, you was on that. Yeah. All yeah. things bad boy R and B. I am all things bad boy R and B. Sherry Dennis album. I put that in the group chat. I'm like, if y'all yeah. didn't know, she like she has some she has some records on it. Yeah. So Slim, but I didn't want to. I just I'm like I don't think I want to do this. I didn't I didn't get excited for that reason also. Because I I seen him perform before without them and it's cool. It's not a major performance, but I need I need the whole dance moves and everything right. for their for that performance. Have dance moves? They, have they to. do. Yeah. You ever seen um It's Over Now and um Facts. Peaches and Cream, they over there doing the sea walk. And and, and I'm gonna be honest. Okay, it's over now. Is that is Deron. that Deron? Now that what is song this? The in your pocket. pocket. Like that, he stands out. But no, like on the album cuts, Duran really stood out for me. I'm vocally. a player. Oh, <laughs> yes, girl, I thought yes. you. That was yes. on my voicemail. Yes, yes, yeah. that was on my voicemail. They, for real? Yeah. When she called, that's what <laughs> right. she played. It's like I hate your I hate your voice message. She hated it. I hate that. That's a that was a record. Them that was on there that Duran did. Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I want to say Sam Cooke, but it had like they had that soul. Like he had like R and B music that was you know fused with hip hop. Didn't always have that kind of soul, but with that record, I'm a player. That was a dope record. Got to run that back tonight yeah. on the way home. I got to play Facts. I'm a player. Just just off the strength of how hype you got. I love that record. Yeah, yeah, I was I was on the way to a wedding. How playing disrespectful that is that record? <laughs> it is, but it's a. It was, I love the disrespect. You gotta record. be honest. I'm a player, girl. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. Yeah. You can't see this. You got You knew when you started messing around with me. <laughs> you knew I wouldn't commit to you. You know why? You knew I wouldn't commit to you. Because I'm a player. I'm a player. <laughs> That's. I mean, records like that, like Aaron Hall. You can have a piece of my love. And that's a song that everybody thinks is one of the nicest songs. No, you might want to dedicate no. it to somebody. No, that's not a nice song for you to sing to somebody that you like. I mean, let me let me let me take y'all back into some some old records of records that you think like, why do people love these songs? Uh-huh. Like, have y'all really paid attention to Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go? Um, no. He's about to break up with her. Hmm. Before I let go. That makes sense. All right, another record. Light, light bulb. And light these bulb are records moment. that are staples at weddings. Right. Earth, Wind, and Fire. The reasons. Yeah, I do it's know. It's a that. song about cheating. I do know that that's uh, a Hey, at weddings, it be like that sometimes. Like you, it be <laughs> certain I, records that get played at weddings, you be like, you shouldn't play this record. You, if you knew it, if you really listen I think, to it. I think it's more than just those. I think it's like a, a good set of songs that shouldn't be played. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Never yes. thought of before. I never thought of the words of before I let 
Before this, I let go. The title before I let I want make uh, make sure. He's telling her, make sure. Never thought about before that. Before I let go. Mind blown. When we and you know, you think about uh Black Streets before I let go. No, that's like, yo, before I, I'm, yeah. I'm about can to I get know, a kiss say goodnight. goodnight. Yeah. Can, what can yeah. a player, what can a brother get? It's not the same thing not on that one. Not the same thing. Not the same thing at all. So, yeah. But, you know, those records are honest records. Um, and they're, I think when you have melodies and, and rhythm sections and grooves like that, you can really say anything. And it feels good. My son is going nuts over um, Panic at a Disco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn, I can't even think of the record. He he hit me like that, that. It's like the happiest album ever because it's all major chords. So when you're singing over major chords, yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm breaking your heart. You feel good while I'm doing right, it. Right. So those records are those records, and that's oh man, it's something I gotta uh, send y'all about. Like you know uh, the 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 hurts that music is produced in. It's four four uh, forty four. Um, Hurts. Uh-huh. It used to be another number, and that number is a number that's a frequency of life. It's some real deep, almost Illuminati so, stuff. But when I thought about it, like I want to check. I want to know, like what, why, what, why frequencies feel the way they feel, and specifically, you know, when you think about older records, why do they feel the way they feel? The process, like the artistry of writing a harmony section that has five people, mm-hmm. not one person doing all the parts, and laying it to tape. Yeah. And being in one room with three mics, like you're, you know, that looking over and you're singing your part, you know, I'm holding my note, you hold your note, like the energy of music at a certain period, specifically R&B. Um, the, 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 the scene in the Ray Charles movie where he realizes, I can lay all my parts? Like, yeah, that's, that you can, but you shouldn't. Because <laughs> he was doing the female parts. Yeah. He was doing every, every, I think he did five parts. Yes. Michael Jackson, you think about Thriller, he's doing almost all of yeah. the backgrounds. Like, those things, that's when it's, it's not a team sport. But I think when <laughs> yeah, music is a team, a team sport, sport anymore. when music is a team sport, it feels the best. Earth, Wind & Fire, for example. There's really not no teams in, in music right now, at least on our side of the spectrum. No. You know why I love this show? You asked him what he's been up to, and this is where we're in, we ended up at. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I mean, perfect. listen, me and my son, we go back and forth. You know, all right, what what new records are y'all listening to? I tell you now, Childish Gambino has a chance to make musical history with this new album. He has two songs that he's put out this week. Those two like records? This months or whatever, and them sound great. He, listen, if he is They're doing, not rap songs at all. I hope he does not rap nah, on this album. We don't need that. Yeah, he has a chance, like, and this is a this is a tall statement. He has a chance from the sound of those records to make a love below. That's the vibe these sound like. It sounds very Stankonia-ish. It sounds like very much Prince, uh three stacks in his in his R and B mode. But the records are so great. Like, my son is a childish Gambino fanatic. And he said, Daddy, you have to listen. And I'm like, eh. And I was hooked. See, I listened to the first song and I saw there's a second song that leaked. I, I'm at this this point where I I don't want to hear leaked songs. I want to hear maybe the first song so I can know what the feel is going to be like, and then I want to hear the project. Yeah, because you can hear songs outside of the project. They're like mm, that happens a lot to me now. And when I hear it all together, even with one of these albums that we're going to talk about tonight, I heard two songs. And the second song, I'm like, this is whack, but it sounds good on the project. Man. And that's one of these things where I, I try not to get too 
um, excited about the music until it actually drops fully. Because when you hear that full project and hear what leads up to what, it makes everything sound so much better. I feel like we out of the leak stage. Like I don't, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I listened to a leaked at least album at least. Like, well, I think it's it's two ways to look at it. Um, for those of you that have Apple Music, you're going to see the music in the for you or right. the new. So I, I stay in that area. Me too. I'm always so. The name of the record. I, I avoid it now. The name of the album is called "Awaken My Love." That's by Childish Gamb- Gambino. The record is called "Me and Your Mama." That's that was the I first heard. one. That was when I heard. Redbone. Nah, I know it's the third. So you one. listen to that on Apple Music. Yeah, See, that's not leaked to me. Always. That's why. That's why I don't feel like it's a leak. I feel like it's just like this. I, I call a leak anything before the project comes out. So singles, there's no more. There's no such thing as a single. It's a single. It's playing all over Sirius XM. If the first song is this, the lead single, mm-hmm. and then these other two songs are just like pieces, those are what I consider in my head leaks. Well, they might be what it is because they do leak it to kind of see what the crowd get the. Sometimes the three single, the sometimes the mainstream single. Yeah. I understand that. I just try not to hear too much so I can be able to enjoy the full project. I'm a fiend. Yeah, I, I'm trying to change my. See, I felt that way about uh, Kanye's album, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasies. I feel Blah. like. I feel like. So, you're crazy. But we I feel like so many. Of, I'm disagarding with. Right. Right <laughs> I felt like uh, so many of those records came out, you know, with his, his uh, little Good Friday, Friday. Good, Good Fridays. Fridays. And then and I then didn't appreciate ruined. the album at first, but then I went back like a year later and was like, this album is crazy because I remember so appalled, you know, at the way it should have been heard with the album together and all those records that he put out. I, I, think, what, together. I think when I started making sure that I listened to stuff in completion and in, in sequence was um, when Kanye and Jay-Z's album came out and there was like YouTube videos of it around and I was just listening to the songs randomly Blah. And, and not like Blah. in order. Blah. So that's just, you know, I'm going to talk over that. Yeah. But that is I where mean, I was the, like... The song was called Otis. He can't hate on that. Like, what are you? <laughs> no, that's a dope record. It's a dope record. Oh, I bet. <laughs> no, but it's a dope record because it's Kanye doing Kanye. When Kanye's doing Kanye... It's P-Rock doing P-Rock, but it's cool. Hmm. Kanye can't miss one. Ka- no. Huh? It's hmm. P-Rock doing P-Rock, but... Kanye, didn't, Kanye did that record. Kanye yeah. did the Otis record. P-Rock did the Otis record. Nah, from what from what Linnea says, that was a challenge at the wrap up of the session. Yo, we had done, but you didn't do one song. And he said, "All right." And he started chopping up the uh, sweet, the the little the, the Otis Redding, um, a little tenderness. Now, what Kanye, what Pete Rock did was the song with Jay um, Otis. No, it's the it's the last song. Um, Otis. No, it's the last song. It's Otis Redding sample. It's called. They call it. I, I no, they it it's Otis. a Curtis Mayfield sample and a yeah. Joe Tech sample. Um, that, uh, the son of Little Sugar. It's the Curtis. Yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's okay. the Pete Rock record because he's actually on the record doing the ad libs. Okay, then I, I thought that was Otis. No, Otis is Otis Redding. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. But that was a challenge from I'm going to say Lenny S. If, or if not hip hop, where when the album was done. They were like, yo, you know you haven't done a song on the album. And he, you know, did what he he did what we love Kanye for. He went to the soul. Soul music. Soul music is. That was Curtis Mayfield's that Dozen Roses song. Yeah. yeah. With a dozen yeah. roses. That's that that's the uh record P Rock did. Two soul songs that have been flipped. And it just shows you where a lot of this stuff comes from and where we gotta why we have to make sure we talk about soul music. Gotta preserve. Listen, now we have to talk about all we're gonna, this stuff. We're going to talk about somebody that has just passed recently, and she was nothing but soul. 
um, Sharon Sharon Jones. So we gotta we gotta we gotta um, preserve preserve the soul music. So we're gonna get to that. Um, Blaze, what have you been up to? What you been listening to? What, what, what's been going on? Um, man, I ain't been I've been working and and trying to get myself get my life together and get back in the For studio. Christ. Nah, just okay. getting back in the, with music. Like I just been on some other. Well, the last I'm, time you produced a song. Um, three Dang. days ago. Oh, yeah, okay. well, let's do this. I got I got records that I'm sitting on that people haven't heard. I don't know. You got tons of music people haven't heard. Let's put a record out tomorrow. Let's put a record out for Thanksgiving. You put one out on the SoundCloud. I put one out on the SoundCloud. I don't have none recorded. You have records in. Let's stop. Yo, you you getting in your way. You're getting in your own way on that one. You know on, you man. got you're songs. Do, you're, you're doing what you just told me not to do. Right. Don't get in, don't get in your way. <laughs> Damn. All right. I got you. New joints. By the Thanksgiving. Time, by the time that they hear this, can we have a playlist too? Yeah. By the time they hear this, the new joints gonna be out. Yeah. This ain't gonna probably before Thanksgiving. I think we gotta wait for the B side to drop. Okay, but anyways, but yeah. we can. We're gonna put a playlist out of course, for Thanksgiving. Every every episode, I'm every down season, for whatever. Plus, right, you, cool. plus, you left one of my songs off the playlist. No, so. son, I'm trying to tell you. I listen. I screenshot the whole. Yo, did y'all listen to the playlist? Did y'all get to hear the songs we we put out for y'all? Because we're putting a playlist out every holiday, every episode, every time that y'all have a chance to hear some new music. We're gonna do that. But my bad, Blaze. What else you been up to? Um, I've been listening to this one album. It's my favorite um, R&B album right now by an artist named Black. It's weird because instead of having a B, he has the number six. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that too. And um, it's my favorite R&B album right now. That's Uh what I've been listening to. Um, I can't believe I got you hip to that and I forgot about it. Yeah. Daryl definitely uh, hit me up and was like, I think you would like this. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Daryl, this new this guy is, is great. He was like, who? I was like, Daryl, you told me. Sometimes it just be so much music that sometimes you forget about it. You gotta, that's why you got to make playlists. The album is called Free Black. Um, when we put out another playlist, it will have a couple of joints from that album Indeed. on there um, from me as far as selections are concerned. But that's like the hottest album that I've been, been enjoying lately. Can, can we... Like, I have the playlist up right now, um, and we all submitted five songs. What record was, and I know what record you're going to say, but I want to show you, like, it's on there twice. No, I believe you. I just know that whenever I try to, whenever it's on, it's to me. The, the record that you sent, like, you were like, yo, this needs to be on, on there. It's on there. It's the first, name it's the your, second song. Name your songs that you had on the list for the people who actually listen to the list or are going to go back to it. What songs did you pick? Do you remember? Yeah, I got them <laughs> Got him right here. Uh, Nights by Frank Ocean. I had Borders by Saint Beauty, but I'm gonna put that on the next one because it didn't make it uh, on this last list. <laughs> He's making sure that it, like <laughs> the <laughs> bus that I'm under right now. <laughs> um, I, had, I had Dark Blue by Kay Roosevelt, which I love. I love that song. I had uh, Solange's "Don't Touch My Hair," mm-hmm. which was my favorite song on that album until I uh, really did a lot of research this week um, preparing for this show for we the review. Talk about that. And um, Black Bear, Really Real, was the last song that I had on there. So make sure when we drop a show, you listen to the show and get inspired by the playlist to to see what other things that you need to get used to or get hip to or stuff you've been sleeping on. Because we're going to make sure that we give you new music, stuff that's kind of dated that you just like, oh, I've never heard this before. We're going to make sure we do that. And you can actually subscribe when you go if when you hit the link for the playlist, you it is an option to su- subscribe. So 
it's going to change. You know, we're going to add music, take music off, of course, and going to add, you know. It's going to be like the TLOP. It's going to be a live list. A live list. Um, The records that I chose, I chose the uh, David Hollister, One Great Love, um, because David Hollister is. It's the new album, right? It's the new album. Um, I think that, like, David Hollister is vintage. Come on now. Like, he's, like, he is that bridge from gospel to R&B for most of, you know the 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 younger old heads, you so know like you pre, remember pre Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, like that that Black Street era. Like if you fell in love with his vocals, then when he moved on with the Def Squad and even with the See, Chicago. That's when 80, I got hip to him. Chicago '85 is the first. Of course, I knew the uh, song he had with Black Street, but I wasn't yeah. like a fan like that. But Chicago '85, I was in Upper Bound. Going on a, a summer a summer trip, and then somebody had a CD, and I listened to uh, it the whole trip. Chicago '85 is dope. Um, it's some, classic. Somebody yes. that's classic. A producer, an R&B producer that you should know is Mike City, mm-hmm. the one woman man. Mike City did that record. Mike City also did. You gotta hear Dez sing "One Woman Man." That's like <laughs> that's one of them songs that Dez sings a lot. And Shout it's, out to Dez. It's hilarious to hear him sing that song. Whenever, whenever a chick trying to come around or whatever, he always will. will hey, that, you know who you know whose record that really is? That for me, um, I think about Rich Nice. That was a record that he would really? like. We all had records that we loved to play when yeah. we were out in the clubs. But that was a record like early it's in the club. It's been funny running into you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Mike Mike City. Um, Classic. Y'all, y'all, y'all will know Mike City from um, I Wish from Carl uh-huh. Thomas. Like he had a great run in that. That I thought you were about to say I Wish from R. Kelly. Because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I told you about that. That's that's actually a, a best of both worlds that he wanted to do for Tupac. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, Sunshine Anderson heard it all before. Nisha, uh, do me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other record did I put on here? I put the Nao Bad Blood, and I put the Love's in Need of Love. Um, one because it's from Stevie Wonder's album, a song songs in the key of life. So kind of, you know, yeah. since we are, yeah. you know, the podcast in the key of life, I wanted to start this first playlist off with Stevie. But listening to Homage. Love is in the need of love, man. It's just like that's a powerful statement. Like that's just like, you know, for where we are in the world right now. And music's supposed to do that. Um I had Jean A sending my love. Like you just said something earlier before we started recording, like, oh, you're really an R and B dude. Facts. Okay. Facts. Facts. <laughs> but now, I think that people enjoy seeing this side of you too because we know you're a DJ. We know that you know the rap. We know you know the breaks. We know you know the hip hop. But the history that you bring to this show too. But I, I love music. Like you it's know, a connection to it on this music. Yeah. So like the um, if you watch the Get Down, you don't talk about rap like this. Go ahead. Because I can't talk about this rap. I can't talk about rap. You don't talk about Twenty One Savage like this. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I can, but I don't, cause like the the way I love rap music, a lot of people don't want to talk about it like that. But like the get down, you know, they say, "Oh, that's the whack part." But I wanted to hear the whole record to see how you got to the whack part or the break. So I, I fell in love with just music. Um, I'm a Prince guy over over Michael Jackson. I'm I'm going to pr- prefer to hear a Prince album over Michael Jackson. But um, another record that I chose on here was, of course, Layla Hathaway. Had um, to. Had to. That was baby, your baby boob. Baby. <laughs> um, I can't remember if I picked... Daryl, did you pick Wi-Fi by Erica Badu and Drum? Yeah. And you picked her? Yeah, losing. losing. Yep. 
and the whole tight, yeah. Fonte and Eric Roberson. Yes. And you picked Frank Ocean, Pink, Pink and White. White. Love that song. Can I say something real quick to the to the fans and listeners? We appreciate y'all. But do me a favor. Get dressed to this playlist. Oh. In the morning. Before you go oh, to work. Get dressed to this playlist and see if it doesn't start your day off right. This is good. This is a good, like, it's it's well-rounded. It's it's the right ages. It just ranges. Like, you need a throwback moment. You know, you have those. If you need some, like, the next stuff that you are going to be hearing a lot of soon, those records are on here. It's like the B-sides of R&B. Yeah. Because those aren't just... The, the the songs you're gonna hear on the radio that you're gonna get tired of. Yeah. These are the songs that you be like, oh, I really like this album. What else shall I listen? Well, I like this artist. What else shall I listen to from them? Boom, Here we got up. you. Facts. I'm so ready to make the second playlist. We like make- I like I wanted to, like I wanted to bug y'all like yo, what's, can we do it again? Like I know it's supposed to live a little, but that's how I feel about music, man. I'm just I'm I love music. You love R and B. I do. You love music. I give you that. I love R&B music. I do. Okay. All right. Shout out to the podcast, man. The yeah. podcast and the key of life. Podcast and the key it of life. It just makes us happy to think about all this stuff, man, because it's it's new music that it kind of makes us feel good to be able to bring this stuff to the forefront because we always talk about, oh, you know, R&B. People always say that. People always say there's not, not enough music that's good. It's, it's, it's a lot of, of it. We, you you can find it. And we're we going to find it for you. And then you'll start getting to used to finding more stuff and looking for new artists. No better example of that than DJ Daryl. Because when we started doing R&B shows, Daryl was like, man, I don't know about none of this new stuff y'all be listening exactly. to. And then through playlists and us, you know, collabing and talking to each other, you know, Daryl started to find some new people. And he started showing me, like, please listen to this. Yeah. It's dope. You, 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 the way that you know all the streaming sites are set up, you know, it's kind of like if you love this, yeah. you like this, so you can always click another link and right. another playlist or even another artist. So there's so much music out there, so much good music. I, I'm not one of those old guys that ah, oh, the music ain't like it was. It's not supposed to be. It's never supposed to stay the same. You're always supposed to be able to find new stuff. It's just now, you know, quit depending on um, FM radio only. Please, <laughs> not just radio. Me. F you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what he said. Hey, man. <laughs> but we ain't going to go to that. Nah, I, you know, I respect, I respect there's a place for FM radio. Uh, there's a place for Sirius uh, radio and all the, you know, the satellite radio, whatever. But there's music abound. Yes. Yeah. And there's music in your city, too. Try to try to find some good artists in your city and, and go to a live show. Like, do that and then put us on. Yeah. Hit us up. And let us know, like, oh, yo, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Detroit, and we got this live band. You can check them out on YouTube or something. Send us music. Let us get, get us hip to stuff. And that's why I want people to, if you're listening to, if we're making a, a playlist, and you feel that we missed a song that could have been dope. Send us some songs. Send us five songs. We're making play a playlist off of yours, you know, off, off of your stuff. So, I just want y'all to keep remembering that there's a lot of music out there. Um, speaking of more music, I listened to while I was on my way here because of. Um, what was suggested earlier, uh, Mayor Hawthorne actually has a new album that that dropped in in October. Who and wasn't hip to Mayor Hawthorne? Blaze. Blaze. Hey, you need to get hip. So Mayor Hawthorne Hawthorne has a new album that dropped in October. Um, that I feel that if you're listening now, I'm sure I'm going to put one of those songs on the list. Check it out. Um, Joe dropped a new album. You know. You're yeah, not, he did. He's still hating though. Hold on, you're not. A, yes, he. Now Joe is a dirty Mac. If and, and he that, might, he might have two classic albums, in my opinion. Now it's, I'm probably being a little too, but my name is Joe was a great album to me. I don't know his albums for me to to defend him 
or or not. But I think he has more than two though. No, I mean two ones that I really like coming up. Okay. Like I don't know Joe's albums like but that. But he has hits. He has, a, he has hits. a string of hits that has been going on for, voice as well. for 20 years. And yo, hold up. For the record, <laughs> this whole T Pain thing that y'all tried to <laughs> y'all tried to like come from my neck. Pause. Like, nah, y'all first y'all gonna have to define hits and classics. T Pain has a ton of hits, but classics are different. I think it's too early. Oh. Yeah, I just, but y'all were saying classics. I'm saying hits or classics. It's hits. Hits. I say I agree, but he doesn't have a ton of hits on his own. Yeah, he does. I, I shot I shot six. Six is a lot, oh. That's a ton out of a 10-year career? How many people do you know got six hits? Out of 10 years? Okay, let's talk about other artists. <laughs> let's talk about other artists that we love. Does Trey Songs have six hits? It's Trey Songs, dog. I think it's... Are you comparing... T-Pain to a all of the artists or the artists in his time? Because I think we compare... Artists, let's, let's try artists his time. I think I think we compare T-Pain to artists in his time and he has... And why does O try to leave out his stuff that he collabed on? Like, he did major work on other people's songs. Is that a hit for him or is it a hit for them? He made the hit, O. I agree he wrote the... You know, you know he you wrote... Know, I think that he made Shawty by Plies. Oh, for sure. That, he, he that made, was a record he that made Plies that got with the hook already on it. I agree. What about the good said, life? That's equal. Kanye? The Kanye record? Mm. That's equal. I mean, it was a hit. Like, it was on the radio. It's a hit. For, and it's a classic. So he, See, that's a classic. Okay, I'll take that. I don't know if I don't know if T-Pain has that a lot. Like, he, the, I'm a stripper. I'm in love with a stripper. Um, buy you a drink. Bartender, Maybe. Like I've never needed to play. Generation that's going to be their classic. But I don't know if I I know I need to play. Buy you a drink every time I see a certain age out there. I don't never have to pay. I don't always have to play uh, bartender. That's just it's not a. I agree. It's not a like oh my god record when it comes on it's going to shut the crowd. It's going they're going to go into a frenzy. As a DJ that's just not a record that's going to send it at one. I can still play. Buy you a drink at 1 p.m. It's 5 o'clock in the morning classic or hit? No. It's his attempt to get into the pop world on his own off of that revolver. I mean, that win, though. It won, but it's not a, it's not, it doesn't have um, stickiness. When I mean that, like, you don't, don't you don't never going to, you're never going to hear. I don't love it. Yeah, you're never going to hear somebody asking for it. I recognize it was a hit, though, but I, I don't love the record at all. It's like not like a favorite T-Pain record of mine. Yeah. So for y'all who don't know or didn't hear or, or just now tuning in, the issue was that we were defending T-Pain's legacy or future legacy, stating that he has what some say are classics and some say there are hits. So there's a... Can't believe it? Ooh, I hit. can't believe it. Like We're trying to defend... Hit borderline classic? On how strong... T-Pain actually has hits that are somewhat classics. No. But the thing is, is that the argument was that O-Sharp was saying that they're not all his songs. They're features on a lot of them. So if you have an opinion on that, let us know. We're going to continue to tell you to let us know whenever we're talking about something. If you're listening right now in your car, hit us up on Twitter at DJ Duro, at DJ O-Sharp, at The Kid Blaze, whatever you feel about T-Pain. Phenomenal writer. One of the best of his generation. He has a great voice, too. Why you have to take a, a gulp on that, man? Pause. But, like, why Why did you have to... You never, you, you, never, you never heard him sing without I the, have, man. Without it's, the it's auto-tune? It's cool, man. I, I, Blaze is here. 
I I'll give it to Blaze. I'll give Blaze that title. Then. Pause. Oh yeah. yeah. Pause. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pause gun. Yeah. I think what it is. What, is that designer? <laughs> I'll leave it alone. I think with what it is with me, I'm just such a fan of his. Of his singing or his writing? Both. I just like the way his sound on the record. He got records that are R&B sides that I love way more than I love I Can't Believe It or I'm In Love With A Stripper or I'm, I'm Sprung. or It's right. stuff that he had like on mixtapes that we just love. Like My Girl Got A Girlfriend and um, Backside Action that you might not. I know. I know I'm saying you would know him, but if they don't hit in the club, they might not be the same for you. But he that was that. like our mixtape time where we was. You, would, you could be riding around in the car, and that's what you would be playing. With same girl? girl remix. Oh, that's 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 a that's a hit record. That's not that's not. We're not going to take that I don't know away. If that was a hit though. That was a hit. Same that was girl. A hit that was a hit record. Same girl remix. No. That's what, that's what R. Kelly did to Michael Jackson. Snap yes. your fingers. <laughs> Do you killed? I do remember that. Killed it. He's so excited about that. Yo, so we need your opinions. This is what the whole thing about this show is that we like to hear ourselves talk, but we want to hear you your feedback because um And maybe you can be a guest since the guests keep standing us up. Right, but we ain't gonna talk about them, man. Because we 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 ain't sweet enough, pause. Like we not we not dope yet. But anyways. Um so you have So oh sharp. You have some information on um Somebody who passed That's yeah. deep into The soul The jazz The R&B um, That I need to get hit So um, Recently we You know Everybody's been saying Like wow 2016 What a year um, You know We lost Prince We've You know There's a lot of folks Have, have, have gone on um, But as of Last week um, Another singer uh, Sharon Jones And I think the last time Most people Would would have seen her if you watched Luke Cage uh, on Netflix. She was one of the performers. She was the the only female. No, Faith was on there, um, but she had a band. And it's Sharon King, Sharon Jones, and the Dap Dap Kings. And what what she did is she was part of um, a resurrection of sixties and fifties and sixties soul music. And I think a lot of people are going to give Amy Winehouse. That 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 credit, but Sharon Jones is a was an older woman. She died at the age of sixty, so she was there doing it then. So she was playing the authentic, and yeah. also brought it back. She was part of like the 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 name of the record label she was on is the, is Daptone Records. The name of her band are the Dap Kings. How you all probably know the Dap Kings is um, the Amy Winehouse record ba uh, Back to Black. Her that, best song ever But That whole band That she produced That album with And toured with Was Sharon Jones band Wow um, the, the the big record For Sharon Jones Is the 100 Days, 100 days. It's 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 a, The epitome of soul um, Because if you've ever Seen her perform I sent y'all A clip of her performing She She's like a James Brown type Performer She's gonna be dancing um, it's going to be her the, the talking back and forth between the band uh, and it was just her voice like she's that soul was singer she, was she an alto was she a, uh, um, 
Soprano, what was no, not soprano, alto, definitely alto. alto. But you know, kind of like if you've seen, she would probably like think about it like this: if you've seen uh, Tina Turner with the ladies, and they do the, you know, Big Mary keep on. Yeah. So one, she she's like she would have been one of those background singers, but she was a phenomenal artist in her own right. And what she brought to the world with Daptone Records, with um, artists like Charles Bradley. Um, Lee Fields, these are all older artists, artists, and they were bringing back what we have uh, looked at as forgotten music. But it was it's the soul music that we were debating on, like you know that good that good feeling that that uh, church vocals that bridge into the to R and B in that performance. Like I don't know if a lot of a lot of the guys that we have on our list go out with a band. Like to to perform with a band, like that's that's hours and hours of preparation. Yeah. That's being in tune and in sync. And she had that, you know. And it's 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 like you know when we start to lose people like her, even that they aren't uh, well known, we're losing fiber, a fiber and a connection to our history. And when especially when they're making current music, I sent y'all a piece of um, her performance. And Prince walked on stage. So right. even though she wasn't well-known by the masses, and she's been here and performed. She was at the Newport about six years ago. Mm. But her peers and who we consider legends looked at her. Yeah, if Prince going to hop on stage. And he knew her record. Right, that's that's big. Like, so when you get a chance, and I'm definitely going to put um, put that 100 Days on the next playlist. Uh, Sharon, Sharon Jones, you know, we always say gone too soon, but I I, would, I wish the masses would have had some time to see. How do we miss out on that? Like, Blaze, are we hip to Sharon Jones? The fact of the matter is, is that I sampled the Dap Kings recently, like within the past two or three months. Yeah. This and didn't know it. I, I have no Back idea. I, I had no idea the, about the this. title song on the, on on uh, Amy Winehouse's album because it's a phenomenal. Record. I, I'll give you this. Everybody remembers. Um, Raphael Sadiq, when he started to to go into that vintage mode. Right. And a lot of times what happens is the mainstream artists or the bigger artists will have an inspiration from something that's bubbling. Right. And because they have access or we have access to them and not necessarily have access to what inspired them. Right. You know, we look at them and say, oh, they did it. But there's always a, there's always something bubbling in the underground. Mm-hmm. And that, that tone records... The names that you need to know, and these are for DJs. As DJs, how did you know these people? Man, I just man. Like, where was I at? Why did you know these people and I don't know them? R and B O, right? But the the That's all right. Let me let me let me bridge the <laughs> gap. R and B O, R and B O, aka R and B O. The D the DJ in me is always looking for new music to expose. Like, there was a time when, where I stepped away from the clubs, so I still wanted to be able to play music that I felt I could stand behind. So, I, I you know, we, we're all online and looking and searching. Um, you go to a site, you hit, click a link, you see another site, click another link, a blog or whatever. Right. So, when you I found... You do that almost every morning, don't you? Man, it's... Because it's, you, we get them link floods in the morning, and I know I'm like, oh, it's sitting by the computer, and he's finding, he's man, digging. If I can't sleep, I'm listening to music. I should be reading, um, often praying, but music is such a, a part of what I am that I'm always looking for. Like African Bambada said it perfectly, looking for the perfect beat. If you're a producer and a DJ, uh, check out Lee Fields, check out Charles Bradley, 
they make music that still has a break in it. New music that you can say, all right, catch that break and mm-hmm. repeat it. Like new music you can do that with. Re- repeat the the names again, please. Uh, Charles Bradley, uh, Lee Fields, Sharon Jones, and the record label that they are a part of that you'll find the music is Dap Tone Records. The Dap Kings that went on to, you know, give a, a sound to Amy Winehouse, another another producer that be, people won't won't recognize or should. Salam Remy, Salam Remy is putting out R and B right now. If you're listening to this show and you're not familiar with Salam Remy, I need you to don't hit pause. You need to listen to the show afterwards. Go do your research because you need help. Because I'm because we're we're going to talk at some point in one of these shows. We're going to talk about that Mac Wilds album. Of course. Okay. I like, can't wait till his next album drops so we can. He has a single out. The Love in the Nineties. Love in the Nineties. That's been out for a minute. Yeah, I know. That's like a summer. That was a summer single. It is. They're trying to find it, but Salam Remy has two um, two new R and B groups that he's he's putting out. Like I'll put, listen. He did a press run recently. He was on yeah. Hot ninety seven and, and a brand he was on a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if you want music, people. It's out there. And all right, watch how, watch. I'm gonna flip this, and we're gonna take this into the um, one of the album, other albums. So Salam Remy worked on um, Amy Winehouse. Mark Ronson worked on Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Who else did Mark Ronson work with? Bruno. Bruno Mars. Right, and if you think about Sharon Jones, how she influenced Raphael Sadiq. Raphael Sadiq is on whose album? Solange. Solange. There it is. And that's how we bring it all together as to who we're reviewing today. Yeah. Raphael Sadiq is all over that album. Exactly. Yeah. Which one you want to start with? You can start with Bruno. You want to start with Bruno? Yeah. What's the silence on on, on your thoughts? On- I don't like it. <clears throat> and I know why y'all like it, but I don't like it. All right, y'all. So this is the podcast and the key of life. And um, this is what we do here. We're about to get into these uh, R&B reviews. We, we're reviewing two albums this week. Solange, The Seat of the Table. Um... And 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. So we'll start off as we always do within our brand. We need fire emojis on these albums. You listen to the Bruno? I did. Okay, so fire emojis blaze. Two and a half. Two and a half? That stinks. Hello, stinky (laughs) poo poo. (laughs) What? We got to go to this. All right, so before we even ask I know why Daryl loves it too. Like when I listened to it, I was like, this is, I know why. Duh. Like, okay, so (laughs) what did you give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it three, three out of five. Like you gave him like you gonna give him four or something. But I have it's the reason I'm giving him three is something not he has great music. He's a great artist as a singer. Um, it's just do you want me to break down? Almost. Well, let me, let me um, not not yet. Let yeah, me let me get mine, and then we'll discuss our feelings on it, and then we can discuss by tracks and. And, and let people have their chance to listen to it and, and give us their opinion. So too. I got three fire emojis. Three fire. I have. I hear. I feel a four and a half coming. I, a three and a half. I, I had a. I had a four and a half this morning, but it's. I'm at a four point two five. I give it a solid four. That two. That that point two five is a is a possible. But I, I'll discuss why with my feelings on it a little bit later. But. I, I like the album, and I'm kind of disgusted that you feel as if that it's a less less than fifty percent. Is that what you gave it? Like you gave it a what? Yeah. You gave it a two two point five. So you give it a fifty percent? Yeah. Jeez. 
speak speak on your oh sorry but you, you give us your your side on um Come on R and B O. Yeah. The reason why I'm giving it a three because it's 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 a great it's it's well produced. Bruno Mars can sing, but when I started to listen to it more, I, I felt like um he was taking he was kind of like taking vibes and not being authentic with them. Facts. But I kind of felt that same way. And I started watching his interviews. And he says that he gets the complaint of people saying that, oh, you sound like this on this song. Oh, you sound like this on this song. He says that's the point. I know what I mean by not being authentic with them. Um, like the the damn, and I'm I'm sucking right now as not pause. having yeah, pause. Super, <laughs> super pause. <laughs> super <laughs> <laughs> Desi face. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's the record. Let me see the playlist you got there. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> got me, golly. I didn't mean I didn't I didn't I, foul. Foul. F O L L foul. Um the bottom. Pause. The, the perm. Perm was my least favorite song. But see, this is why I don't like it or why I'm looking at it funny because what James Brown does with funk is empowering. What he's doing with his his use of styles that, you know, are vintage styles, like he's using 80s pop. He's using stuff like Kashif. He's using stuff that um, means so much to black artists and he's Filipino, and he's he's a person of color, so I'm not looking at him like he's outside of the realm of using it. But we, we do think of him as being a pop artist. Yeah, but correct. Yeah, this is definitely pop music in the sense of it's going to be straight for the mainstream. Right. But it doesn't have any integrity by it. Like when you're using funk, like James Brown wanted to empower black people when he did that stuff. When he's doing it, he's making a record about perm, and it's just like. I feel like it's it's Cat Williams Cat Williams R and B, like the character that he plays. Sometimes the it's just a little bit of a character where I'm like, man, like you could really put some real stuff in these lyric with in your lyrics with this stuff that you're able to reproduce, like and it just like he I feel like he kind of wasted he wasted the funk. Dang, I'm just I'm sorry. Don't, like, don't his explanations sound real two and a half ish? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giving him a three. I'm giving him a three because the boy can sing, yeah, he can. and the harmonies and the arrangements. Like that, that perm record is a record that I looked out like from the DJ side. We're talking about stuff like Charles Bradley, where they are, they aren't recreating a sound because they were there when that sound was made. So they're just doing what they do. But he's recreating the sound. Like there should be a break. Like just do it for real then, and put some put. Some content. I think it's the content. Armand Armand talked about it in the barbershop, and he said this album is right before you find out cocaine is bad for you. Yeah, because he's heavy on the coke. He was. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is this this is that euphoric feeling of like, oh, this is the best drug ever before you crash, where everything is just like, oh, everything is good. Like, oh, this whole album is lit. Yeah, and I'm like. Like I don't I, like the way y'all talking about this album like that though. Like like for Parliament to have that that concept of a party, they still were it still had content. We expect him to have a message. No, I don't. I don't expect him to. But when you're using when you're using, he's not black. 
He don't have the black experience. All right, that's all right. Cool. That's why you getting a three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Bruno. All right. So before we even get into the the songs and the tracks, can I tell you why I don't like it? Yeah, I was about to. Okay. That was my transition. He's not a culture vulture. I'm not gonna say nah, that. I, I don't say think that. so either. I don't. I would be offended. I would be highly and quickly offended. But your your thoughts? Oh, R and B. Oh, who sings? I'm dreaming. Christopher Williams. That's what this album reminded me of. This whole album is that lame. Christopher Williams, out of all people? Just that song I'm hearing that I'm dreaming. The, the you don't dream. think about Bobby Brown? No addition? No. See, this is it sounded more. I hear lame. Bobby, Ralph Tresvant, and a lot of them songs. I hear early nineties to me. Yeah. I hear late eighties. I, I, I hear Teddy like Riley. 80, I hear yeah. I hear eighty nine through ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of that a little of both. Yeah. He, he was definitely channeling on Treasure, is um, can, a, like Candy Girl, definitely New Edition yeah, a vibe. And yeah. I think this, when I heard 24 Karat, like, oh, I like Treasure, oh, I like this. It's definitely a, a spillover. And then, like, but it's kind of corny. What about his, his... Because he's that entourage in the street video type thing for, again, like, I feel like it's like add water. I, he has I like a, it, he has but I form- gotta call it what I call it. He has a formula, yes. Yes. He stuck with that formula because Mark Ronson threw him the biggest oop in music for last year, having him on that song. My son loves that song, but of course he does. Yeah. That's like, a that's a classic and it's a hit. Red, See what I'm saying? Red states like, and blue states. Like, love I don't those think songs. I don't think T Pain has a lot of those. Nobody has a lot of those, oh. He Bruno, has Bruno Bruno, Bruno, Bruno has, has about six. six already. That's why about the accent. Locked out of heaven. All right. Let me let me I, treasure locked out of heaven. Um, I can't now. Here I'm stuck. Here comes the reach. Uh-huh. Oh nah, cause I did my research. I know the that gorilla. A gorilla song is you you fronting on it. Come on, y'all. Classic. Oh, right, it ain't classic. All right, come on. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It ain't classic. <laughs> All right, so he has now, just who, the way you are. Has, like, he has just the, the way you are. Classic song. Yes. The lazy song. That's not No it's a, It might be a hit But it's not a classic Grenade Grenade is a classic When I Was Your Man No Um, Locked Out of Heaven Classic Yeah Treasure Classic Marry You yeah. What? <laughs> I think I Wanna Marry You Is on every white person Montage video That doesn't make it a classic get, to me Yes it makes does Makes it a classic Yes it does Anytime Not to me it doesn't You're not white But that's so why I said white Anybody who's getting engaged I'm, I'm telling y'all I'm always speaking From my perspective in but my it's, perspective, it's not a classic. But I think you have to be able to step out and see, like, I step right. out a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just not, like, first of all, this album is just not good to me. Okay. Hey. There's only two songs on this album that I like, and I was really reaching, like, I don't, I don't see myself going back to listen to them ever again. I just like the songs. Is it, so, Did what Bruno do you like? Did you like any, do you like any Bruno? I like the last Bruno album better. What was that called? Um, well, whatever has treasure on it, I like that album better. I like B.O.B. Bruno. Unorthodox. Really? Classic. The Beautiful Girl. Beautiful Girl. Beautiful Girl. Yeah, that's a classic record. That's going to be around. Face it, he has five or six. Quickly. Like, across across the board classic. He already did a Super Bowl. T-Pain didn't do that. Bruh, do you remember seeing him? We got to get over this T-Pain conversation. No, I'm just going to put a nail in this coffin. the Super Bowl. He's a great singer and performer. And I think when I see his I'm not li- checking for his albums, okay. especially after this one. 
This was my first album that I actually checked for because when I, I checked for it because of you. I, I thought it was something we should discuss. Yeah, for sure. I think that it was something that he draws from whatever we love on R and B. Can you at least say that? The stuff that he drew yeah, no, to for make sure. like his, ins- his it inspiration. It reminded me of, like you said, you said it perfectly, 89 through 94. It's just that at this point in my life, I don't want to hear that. Can I, can, and I don't, and I'm, I'm trying to get away from comparing um, artists and albums, but I feel like he's doing something that we already accepted with uh, Justin Timberlake, with the 2020 experience. We already accepted that, and this album isn't as good as that. I don't think that this is comparable. Facts. I don't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> nah, think- the 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 not black soul singer dancing. You oh, know, I thought you were talking about the music. But like, uh, are, you, are you talking about the Bruno Mars character? Tie. He's not that no more. He he was that with the the album in 2012. That was when he had the 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 swoop. Hair and the suits and everything. Now he got like baggy but I'm outfits think about and gold music. And stuff. When I think about the music, it's 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 like it's pseudo soul. Um, another record in that I like when I heard it, I went immediately in my in my music head, and I'm like, oh, I've already heard this style from Tuxedo, and that's Jake One and, and Mayor Hawthorne. Like I already heard, you know, I think he still does them better than than they did. But people, he's do- a better. All right. He's a better singer and he may be a better writer, but I like those songs better. Okay. If you are listening now, you don't know what t- what or who Tuxedo is, do your Googles. Add mm-hmm. that to something that you listen to after you listen to the album. What has he done to make you say better writer? I'm, I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm being I'm ignorant to it. What has he done that you know for a fact that he wrote? Uh, um I don't know. I, I don't have his credits. You're right. I don't I don't I can't verify that he wrote all of the records that are classics. Because he could have wrote none of them. He could have wrote none of them. Dang. You just don't want to like this. this, this is it something personal? I'm him a lot of credit, and I'm just like not, I'm just not a, I'm speaking as a non-fan. I don't think that, I I don't think there's, he's done anything that should take credit away from the credit he's getting, because he's not out here that much. No, but I'm, I'm fine with him. He's not, he doesn't bother me, and this album doesn't bother me. It's just not, I'm just giving you all the real how I feel about it. Like, I don't think the album is that Let's good. go through the songs there. 24 Karat Magic. How did y'all feel about that when y'all heard or saw it? Oh, that's a hit. Like, um, the band that I play play with is called The Free Agents, and, like, it was the first song on our set um, two weeks ago. Like I said, we have to we have to do a cover of this record. Like, it, but it, it's it's a great record. The breakdown is crazy. Yeah. On the end of it. Are breakdown. you going to, fr- I was about to say, are you going to front on the I, breakdown? I don't, I, don't, I don't, the breakdown was amazing. Okay. The song of that. I didn't, I didn't jump on the song as I, Felt the um, the song with him and Mark Ronson. I I knew I knew this was gonna be a hit, but I saw it with the video and it kind of it looked more fun to me. The Uh-oh. video was very fun. The look, video look, reminds me fun. of a bad boy. And video. I thought I like the way he just was. He kind of just you know was like not really caring what people thought. He just was yeah. out there dancing and doing his thing. Yeah. So can I, I can I cool. can I can we like the guy has a lot of writing credits. Um, maybe not the records that. Or on that album, but Bruno Mars, he wrote, you know, for Sean Kingston, uh, the Far East Movement. He wrote for Beyonce. What do you write for um, Beyonce? On Liftoff, he's one of the writers credited on there. He wrote F You for, um, for CeeLo. CeeLo. Um, he's on that Bad Meets Evil. Like, he, he, you know, if you, for his introduction, I think he definitely was, like, the pop single 
like, you know, write the hook, write the, you know, sing the vocals, and, you know, whoever can jump on that record. Did, did he do something with Lupe Fiasco? I don't think so. Oh, no, the uh, Beautiful Girls was supposed to be for for Lupe Fiasco. I think he had ended to up, get a version for it. Yeah, and ended up with B.O.B. Thank, thank God. Um, thank God. <laughs> Imagine Lupe with that record. That record wouldn't have went nowhere. Bob didn't make that record do anything. That was that was all hit. That was all hook. Put some respect on Bob's name. Put some respect on Lupe's name. I'm cool. All right, I, back. Ain't, I ain't been a fan of Lupe since Kick Push. Yeah, let's get out of here. Back, back get out, get out, get army before army. We, before we get too deep into that part. All right, so um, pause. Toy for Care and Magic. Um, that was wrote by Bruno Mars. The producers on this whole album is Shampoo, Press, and Curl. I'm not familiar to them. Those, him, they, they are a or new, they a new team, and they're probably um, someone specific to him. You yeah. know, they might be a writing team that he's a part of. One thing I did think about this album, which which I'm sure that Blaze won't agree with now that he I, I found out that he gave it a 2.5. I think that if he did it right, he can make a video for each one of these songs and can, can make it connect and could kill it. With the video for each song, if you would have did like a, a Beyonce type thing with all the videos already made, I think we might feel a little bit different about it too. Because he has stories within these, even though they're not our story, and they might be a little corny at times. It's all about the hoes and and uh, the party. And he definitely looks coked out in that picture. <laughs> he said he's tasted a little coke a, a few times. I let you. I let you. I want you to go through this list because a couple. I do. It's a couple songs on here that I do like. All right, so um, Chunky, the next song. Um, that had a crazy bass guitar, and then if you listen to it, um, it just sounded real authentic 80s. It sounded authentic late 80s. He had background female vocals that he was singing back and forth with, with which we don't hear no more. You know, like when you're singing a song and then you have something that a female could say back to you? He did that and had them harmonizing. We don't hear that. Listen, he does. He, he made a great album that is probably... Kind of shallow. Who? Bruno Mars. The ladies love it though. That's that's the consensus that I'm getting from social media, is that a lot of the ladies like it. I just I, I can see it too. Maybe I'm just very optimistic about it, but the the feel of it from from just the, even on the song the '80s when we had the the background vocals. Just think about how many people we've heard start off from the background vocals. Just think about like Mary J. Blige on Father MC. You know what I'm saying? Like, wasn't that was that the first time we heard her on? Yeah. Um, and and just, I'll do for you. Yeah, and just little stuff like that where you would hear somebody in background vocals a few times, and boom, they got an album. They got something that you, their own project. Most famous background singer? Which one? Who? Luther Vandross. Who is he background for? Evelyn Champagne King. Gems. R&B-O, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Another most famous background singer? God bless. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Mariah Carey. I knew that she was for Brenda. Uh, um, Brenda Russell. Brenda. Yeah. That, like, like yo, you went from that to this? So, like, for Bruno Mars to be the, the hook guy, kind of with, you know, you know, T-Pain is like, you know, get the hook, write the hook, and shop the song around. He, you know, he's definitely transcended all the people that he did hooks for. Yeah. He's a star bigger than all of those guys. So, um, Bruno wrote... This song, and he had um, James Fauntleroy or whatever. His big fan. Yeah, yeah I, I knew that was one of your, one of your yeah. guys. I think he's on this a couple times, to be honest. 
Um, he works with Drake as well, right? Yep. I don't really love his solo stuff. Okay. But when he features, like, he he does a lot of dope stuff with Big Sean, too. Mm-hmm. That so I'm a fan of. Yeah, he's on 40 songs, so you should like the album a little bit more than that. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. All right, the next song is Perm. I really didn't like this song. Um, I like the James Brown feel of it, but the words were, like, that, that, super corny. That's what I'm saying, dog. Super corny. I'm listening to, like, my when I'm listening to this album... I'm I'm listening from the engineer side of me. Listen, like, uh, does this sound like it could have been in the '80s? Does this sound like it could have been in the '70s? I wanna, I hope. Well, whatever plugins they're using for Perm, they're great plugins. If they actually cut to, uh, to you know, live tape, you know, more props for that, then it could take it to a, a higher rating because all of the music sounds authentically made. It just has no content. That's where I think that it's dope that we all three are on this show because we hear different things. But such your engineering producing ear, both you too. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can hear. He should, he, it should be. It should, he should just give it a three off of the engineering. I mean, if I was listening to it for the engineering, maybe I would. Want, all right, here's a, here's a quick nerd out moment. It sounds like Rich Trevally engine mastered it, mixed and mastered it. It sounds like a um, puffy no way out. Like, it sounds mixed like it was made in a hit factory studio, whether Miami or New York, and Rich Trevally mastered it. So I, that's why I like it. But that's also the reason why, like, dog, you got a great sounding album. You didn't really say much. By the way, there are some really, I told you about this, really um, dope new tape slash analog style plugins that are out there. Yeah, I know. I'm not, sure they're all up and through this album. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. The next song is That's What I Like. Um, this one is probably the most current sounding song. Mm-hmm. Um, it still has a little throwback feel to it, but it's, to me, it sounds like The Dream. It's like it could have been a Dream song. And my notes on the, that Perm song, I said that that could have been a Pharrell song. But um, Pharrell could have did this album too. He could have he could have been up and down on most of these songs. Um, For, Pharrell and Justin Timberlake could have did these songs. Um, but... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, but I just didn't think that this was a Justin Timberlake album. I just said that he can do this too. It feels all the same. <laughs> um, yeah, it has like a '90s chorus to it. That's why I like. Yeah, I think he can come up with this song. Uh, Versace on the floor. Um, that's like a real ballad. Like that's like a, a slow Ralph Tresvant, Bobby Brown. Um, it sounds like them. Back then, sounding like a today's song. Like it sounds like if they were at their age in '94 mm-hmm. singing, singing today, singing today. It's just like it doesn't fit for our music today. You said four and a half, right? Four, four, four point two five. Four point two five. Okay, four and a quarter. Yeah. All right. You like this album? I do. I like this. I like I like vintage '90s R&B music. Okay. Which is what. This is the closest thing to in today's music. That's how I, that's, I knew. Like when I listened to, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, Daryl loves this." Because this is what I listen to. Yeah. Any other day, I don't listen to the new R and B, and that's where I don't. And not to jump, not to jump artists. Yeah. Did you listen to Alicia Keys' album? No. Okay. He's not, he's not a fan. She because she did a '90s album. A '90s win. He's the, not. A, he's not. This a fan. new one. I have. I, I really had never. But Daryl's not chance. a fan. Oh, he doesn't like. He's bad. Like, <laughs> I, I really have not. It could given be the her greatest chance. album of all time. And I'm not saying like I'm. I'm head over heels, but it sounds like she definitely was like. Oh, I. I loved what 
Lauren did in the feel of the '90s with the the loops and drums and samples. Maybe I'll try to listen to it tomorrow. It's a it's a it's a, it's a hard listen. Okay. It's a hard listen, right. but her <laughs> albums are a hard listen. But she does have some gems. Okay. So, um, straight up and down. That's the song that he samples. Baby, I'm yours mm. by Shy. Right. Shy. Yeah. He he samples that song. Um, right. If you want me. All right. Yeah. I had to think about it. Yeah. I'm not a shy guy. That, Man. I had the the single, and I I think Man. that was the second. You said you said like they got albums, they got two songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, that's not. I'm thinking of the record with Jay Z and. Um, oh, they have maybe four songs then, because they had. Um, if if I ever fall in love, they had. And I, if I, definitely some um, talent show. Oh man, I will comfort you, baby. I'm yours. And the other song you were just talking about, um, the song with Jay Z, "How We Do." Nah, that ain't it. That's that's Horace Brown. Oh, that is Horace Brown. So, <laughs> what is what is there? I never heard "Shy" and, and Jay Z. I never. They, heard that. What? It's a remix. Yeah, never heard it. Son, I'm about to, yeah. But anyways, while he's looking that up to get the the title for that, straight up and down, another song that I just like. I like all these songs because they sound like a good feeling of music that. I grew up on. I, I actually text my mom on most on one of these songs that's coming up. I'm like, I wish that this came out when we lived together so that we could be dancing and and and, and driving and, and singing to the stuff because this is what me and my mom would, would do. I don't think your mom would like this album, man. My mom loves Bruno Mars. Does she? She does. Really? Yeah. Like that's just that's the preacher's wife. She can't listen to any other hardcore stuff. This is this is. A, this, I just feel like this is a lot of like, like we were in the hotel room and the line that we did was amazing. Amazing. Y'all think this is cocaine music? Yes. Yeah, this is all. Oh, I, don't, I never had cocaine. I, never, I don't know what's what is. Me what neither. That's like. I, so, I, in my mind, I imagine it sounds like this album. Damn. So y'all think calling all my lovelies is whack? Best song on the album. I was waiting for you to front on that. Best song on the album. That song sounds like, to me, it made me think about. Um, What's Morris Day in the time? Um, Gigolos get lonely too, mixed oh, wow. with um, Roger Troutman. Like if 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 the both of them had a song together, this is what like the baby of that. And I was waiting for you to front on calling on my lovely. I'm not familiar with any of those songs you just named. Stop the show. But whoa, it's a good song. You're not familiar with Mor- Gigolos get lonely. I don't know what that is. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get That's the first hit. time I even ever heard of that title is just now. <laughs> are you serious? We gotta get you hit. Are you are you not a prince like like? Nah, I'm, nah, I'm not a prince guy. You, you gotta listen to that. That's that's what a Morris right, Day is. We we need to talk. <laughs> we we need to have an intervention. We might have to have yeah. Never definitely. been a prince guy. Don't wait for me. You never heard that fight. I mean, it's probably something I could have heard before. <laughs> so yeah, but this. It, like I don't know how how do you know these records? Why would this I? Is 85. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. The the city of that, funk that came yeah, all yeah, that music came through there. Yeah. So my dad being a big record person who has crates and boxes and barrels of music that I just would be able to play at my disposal at any time as a kid. I've listened to records for the longest. So I've listened to the records, the CDs, but I always was into Prince's music, all his affiliates. 
Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson and his family. So, like, Michael with Janet and all them. I, those were, like, my two cores. So, if if I listen to Prince, I'm listening to Morris Day. I'm listening to Wendy. I'm listening to stuff that um, Paisley Park. Yeah. While you were while you were listening to that, I was probably listening to the Winans. Or <laughs> this is Jiggalos get lonely too, man. This is Benji's don't play it too long. We might get you might get close. That's that's Prince. Oh, but this is we we just far in the podcast. Never but heard never heard it before. You have to listen to that, and it's just that's one of his like he's vulnerable. Like you know Morris Day, he's not vulnerable. He's a player. Not really. Oh. Damn! You don't even know who Morris Day is. I mean, I know who, I know who it is, but I just, oh I'm just God. not like a fan of like I'm born, like. You're, you're talking about music me. that was popular when I was like four. You're killing me, Come on, man! <laughs> this is not my era. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was a little ahead of my time. You definitely. Yeah, was I'm, a, I'm tripping. Like how you know that record that well? Like, I, I I love it. I love I love that music. So, but, you, but you're not a print. You said you're not a Prince guy. Like you don't really. You're not going to go run to hear a Prince song. No. Okay. Yeah, so that, you know who Roger Troutman is, though, right? Yeah. So he's dating Ohio. That's like, you know, the talk box. Having them two together, that's what I feel like this song did. Keep in mind, I go, I, I listen to Curtis Mayfield and Donny Hathaway's and stuff like that, but as far as, like, 80s, like, yeah. I'm heavy in the 80s because my babysitter was, wasn't too much older and she listened to, and she was white, so I knew all the, all the white music. I knew all the MTV stuff, yeah. and I knew all the records from my dad and my mom. So, the '80s, I know a little bit more than I guess most people probably would, because yeah. I wasn't watching TV. Uh, I only watched three movies as a kid. So, I watched Electric Boogaloo, The Last Dragon, and maybe Turtles as a kid. Like that's those are the only movies I have reference to up to like '94. So it was all music. I mean, I'm born in '83, so you gotta think about it. So you know I mean, so. yeah, I get it. I understand. I'm the old guy on the show. I mean, but we need the knowledge, man. That. So how was your your thoughts on the song? I just want like you. You're you. I'm. It's yeah, just, Halle Berry on there. I don't like Halle Berry. But he had. But doesn't it go with the retro feel that he had Holly Berry that he tried to call the voicemail to try to get him to? It's a good song. I, I thought that was dope. He got good. Listen, I just my bad. I'm champion for him. My bad. Yeah, I'm not hating. No, nah, I think it's good. I'm, I'm not. I'm not where Blaze is. <laughs> I'm not I'm hating. Where, no, but you don't like. You really don't like this album. <laughs> no, I mean it's just not. I, I like, like it's not going to get another I play. I really like calling all my lovelies, but. Will I go back and listen to it again? Like, see, I'm going to listen to it again. No, I'm not I listened to it on the way up in here. Oh, okay. I did. I believe you, but not like. Cool. But it's okay though. Like, I'm going to do. An, I'm going to do another headphone sweep of it because now I'm going to listen to it from you know the engineer and then I'm going to like I I like like I like what he did him him, him being able to capture all of this variety of sounds um, Does not authentically. So, Does I like, I like the Holly Berry call. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah. it sounds cohesive? For sure. Okay. Cohesively, yeah. Okay. Next song is finesse. Your thoughts on finesse? I need to know what y'all feel about finesse. I don't remember finesse. You don't know finesse? Scott. Scott what? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. The song finesse. No. 
Not I, memorable. Nah, I don't remember. Are y'all it. serious? It's not memorable? Nah. This is something that sounds like it starts off sounding like poison. He it sounds like like the first thirty seconds sounds like a new jack swing. The first the whole song sounds like a new jack swing. It even has that, that filter. It made me think about all the other stuff that has already done this, Daryl. But does it make it dope? It right. doesn't. I'm not saying that's why he's getting three, 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 you know, fire emojis. I'm hurt. Are you familiar with Bad Rabbits? No. We'll talk. If I want to go listen to, <laughs> I get it. to this type of music, I'm going to go listen to that music. I get it. To me, I just, maybe I got too excited. But this song was what I've played a lot because if anybody who knows me knows I love Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown's album is just like platinum to me because he had hit after hit after hit after hit with Maroney and and Don't Be Cruel all those that whole album is just like the perfect was that on Ghostbusters that that was on your on our own that, that another another great song Man, but that was one of the best definitely one of he's the best um representation to me of New Jack because of his music and mm. that's just who I've always oh, loved. Are you saying this is not a new Jack album? It is, but okay. like when he like when I'm thinking about that, um, like I, that's what I'm saying. Like I've already heard um, a younger version, a young version of of the New Jack Swing mm -hmm. from a band. Um, the band is called Bad Rabbits. I'm gonna play a record for y'all when we get off air. It's called uh, We Can Roll. It actually has Teddy Riley doing the talk box on the bridge. Nice. Um, so early. No. This new? This came out probably four years. This, this Bad Rabbit? Four is, years is, ago. Is, is recent? Four years ago. I, I ain't hit. Yeah. So that's what... So that's but so but, if you're already if you've already had your nostalgic feel that's and that's what I'm saying and like, I haven't had no revisit that's why, I, that's why you are you yeah. are really in love with this like what he's doing he's recreating a sound but there have been people that haven't like I told you like you'll see the main guy right. doing it but there's already guys doing this I see this how you stuff. brought that message right back into this so, that was really good so I've already heard you know like Tuxedo's been out like this is their second album uh -huh. so I've already heard the vintage. 80s pop sound um, and even Bruno already did it well with Treasure mm -hmm. so when I seen it coming back like oh you're is this gonna be your thing you're gonna have the, the 80s thing, 80s sound with this entourage posse type video all the time like I get it but I think he's so much more talented than that I think he's just going through his like this is this album is what I feel like B.O.B. did it as well boo um, on Psychedelic Thoughts, that album. Oh, I'm going to play it for you after the show. Never listened to that. Yeah, he has a lot of... We'll actually put one on a, one of our playlists in the, in the past, and it, it's, it has that same vibe to it. I like it better. And B.O.B. is singing? Yeah. Can he sing? Mm -hmm. Not hip at all. Bobby yeah. Ray can sing. Yeah, harmonies is crazy. Really? Yeah. See, learn something new every episode, right? So the, right. the last song is too good to say goodbye. It's one of those songs where like this. this has um, Babyface helped him finish this. He said he actually wrote this like three or four years ago, but he couldn't finish it. And he said that he was playing songs for Babyface. And Babyface like heard this and was like, yo, we need to finish this. Like, What, what, what are you doing with this? And helped him finish it. And, the, and I think that this song placement being the last song just made it the full authentic feel of it. This is a perfect album for you. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is he made this album for you, and it's like it made the feel complete because you know when you hear R and B or New Jack or just R and B from that era, mm -hmm. there's one slow song like 
that anchors the bottom of the of the album. Mm-hmm. And this is that one. Like as a is kid, this an anthem? Is it? You, is, nah. Okay. I just would. This is one of them songs that you would have skipped when you were younger because you ain't trying to hear all that. But now as you live in. You understand what these songs are. You would have put it on your mixtape to send to a chick or something like that. Shout out to um to Armand and Doc. I was listening to their show and they said this is one of them songs that you would have skipped as you, when you were younger, but now you know. Oh, I gotta make this mixtape for a girl. I'm gonna go to this because they sing everything I want to say. This is exactly what that song is, and it anchors. You making? Are you making a that. mixtape for your lady? Nah. Why not? Playlist is what's going on now. You don't you don't make mixes no more. Why not? When I get to this new apartment, I have space to to do my thing. All right. I think like that was you know like I was I'm from that generation where you made the a slow tape and like you know yeah or this was the tape I was listening to you with yeah. you know when we was talking that first time and I had all these records on here. Hmm. Hmm. That will be something I'll be making soon. But definitely, this is that's my feeling of this album. I think that he did it authentically, good to me, and pause. And I just think that it was. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Right. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have a really great, a really great show. A really great show. This is a podcast in the key of life. Um, yeah, DJ Dorm. Back to you. I apologize, y'all. I really apologize for that super pause moment. But um, that's just my um, my thoughts on Bruno Mars' Twenty Four Karat Magic. Once again, you're listening to the podcast and the key of life. I am DJ Duro, aka your favorite. I have with me the kid Blaze. What's good? And R and B. Oh, yes, he's the R and B nerd for hey. for a little bit. So the other album we're going to discuss before we get up out of here is <sighs> Solange. Disappointed. I'm disappointed that we don't have yeah, a, we, a lady here for this review. And just to let y'all know, I planned. We planned on having two women. To talk about this um, Solange album with because we know that it's more, it's more towards women and their empowerment and their peace and their yes. living. Yes. But we can still discuss it. No, for but sure. I wanted to have at least one female voice mm-hmm. that can give you all. Ainsley, I'm so mad at you for not being here. Yeah, so we, we, to be here. we, we had Ainsley. We we're going to have Sarai, who was on the Sex and 20 show that really loves R&B, has been on my R&B mixes. Um, but you know things happen. Man. Yeah, we gotta sure, we gotta keep sure. the the show rolling. But first off, you listen to Solange, correct? Oh, sharp. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Because here's my thing. Um, Damn. <laughs> it, 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 see, I, I know a guy, and you know he, he gave me the Solange album before, and I'm like, uh, I don't really like this album. I don't really like Solange. I think she's weird looking. Damn. Um, but. <laughs> but like if my if if my children say, Hey dad, you, you heard this, I'm automatically gonna listen to it. So um my son likes it. My daughter, it's her generation. You know, uh-huh. when you talk about empowering young black girls, my daughter's twenty two, so this is the music for her. This is, you know, their protest music right. of the establishment of, you know, what they see as oppression of their physical appearance. So when I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Like I was I was listening to it in the barbershop. I might have cut your hair and had my <laughs> headphones on and listened to it. And I was like, yo, this is a great album. The um the thing that stands out the most to me is this is what I thought Beyonce was gonna do. I think we all thought did you think that also? No. You didn't? Well, uh, from the conversations I've had before, 
when you hear formation and knowing where Beyonce was going with the the Black Panthers and Afro Pups, you thought that she may go a little deeper with Lemonade, and then it's like the rug was pulled up under our. our I'm you, Beyonce. Yeah, and it's like, oh damn! Now you don't like niggas, so it's like, I man, sorry, hard. She going through it, b. So Solange's album, A Seat at the Table. How many um, fire emojis did you give it? Four. Three. You give it three? Yep. Such a me, such a critic. This guy. I tell you what. I'm giving it four point five. Oh wow. That's a. Hey. All right. We'll talk about. But it. you're the the three. What is the three? What's the issue with? with why would you give it a three? <sighs> Here's the thing. I'm into. Just tell me how you feel. I feel like, uh, and I studied this album. I, I took my time. I listened to it twice. Read every lyric as I listened to it twice. I understood some of the the uh, antidotes that that went into the writing of the record and all that. And I feel like sometimes on this album, she just doesn't say what she. It's t- almost too poetic to me. Dang, she can have artistic space. Now she can have she can have whatever she wants. <laughs> but for me, like. Even the hit records, right? Like Cranes in the Sky. Like I get it. Like, and it doesn't really speak necessarily to me. It speaks to the empowerment of the black woman who I support and love I the fact. I don't that think that's just a black woman song. I feel like this whole album is for the black woman, which they deserve an album. And that's why, if I if I looked at it from that perspective, I would give it a four and a half, almost a five. But as an artist myself, I like. Get, just give it to me straight. Like that's why one of the, my favorite songs that we'll get into it is the song that she actually just. Pause. Yeah, pause. Um, but okay, <laughs> let me let me let me give it a three and a half. Let me let me recant. Give don't it a three need and a half. Now nah, I want to give it a three and a half because I gave Bruno a two and a half, and this is at least one fire emoji better than. Y'all that. made me feel like Bruno should be a, at best a four, and it, it just made me change my whole thought process until y'all just really. Killed my whole excitement for it, but so you giving it? You're giving three Solange a, a three and a half. Yeah, for sure. He wants. To, he wants to say four. I don't. You said four and a half. If it was, if you weren't an artist, you already said four and a half. Yeah, if you but I an love artist. the fact that it's. I love black women so much. It's like I want them to have this. They need. They deserve something for them. Yeah. And this yeah, is for they, them. They definitely deserve this. And I, that's why I wanted to have the ladies here is, is because this album is not for us. No. It's not speaking to us. It's speaking to them and for them. And that's important. But if I look at it from that, I want to give it a five because I feel like that's that important. That's why you should give it a four. I give it a four. Oh, what? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you ever walked into a room, <laughs> look at yourself and see See my client. So, um, looking at the album or the track list, was there any standouts? Did you have any issues with the being interludes? Did you have any issues with the that. amount of songs? I love the interludes. Um, it took me all the way to the last interlude to realize that was Master P. What? Huh? That's one of the most recognizable he voices said, uh, ever. on one of the interludes. Damn. It just sounds like I know that I know that she's from Houston and I know and she lives know, in New Orleans. New Orleans. I'm just thinking like she had, you know, somebody's I just didn't I would not have thought like Salons say, like, Oh, I'm gonna go get Percy. That's so dope to that, me. That's, that's what made it dope to that's me. That's what made it dope. Like his storytelling throughout this whole 
movie, basically, is what it, what it seems like. It just really intertwined everything. And, and doing the research, um, he was only supposed to be doing one skit. Like He was only supposed to be like for one little part. But they had a dope conversation, and it was recorded, and it was so long that she just chopped it up into to fit with the album. And it took her, I think she, she said it took her about three or four years to make this. There's a video. I love, I love, I love albums like that. You got to watch, you watch stuff on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So you, there's a video of her making this video, making this this album. Oh, I'll be watching that. And it's, yeah, it's, it starts from 2000, I think 12 or 13, where she's, she moves to a small city where it's just her and like a few other people and has the producers come into that, that house where she's at just so she can be away from the media, the Please away send from me that link. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to y'all. So it's just one of those things where you see the pieces, you hear the different versions of the songs of, of what it was going to be and hear her like piecing things together. And that's what I like seeing. And that's what made me give this a 4.5 because this wasn't just a, a ready-made album. This wasn't just, Last week, I thought that we should talk about this because we're going through a struggle. This was like we've been going through struggles for years. Yeah. I've nice. been I've been mad for years. Mm-hmm. I've been weary for years, and this this is for us. It's been like that, and that's where I, I kind of us by us. Yeah, and that's where I think it, this gives the respect level even past the artistry makes this such a dope album. And just as you said, the women deserve this. Yeah, the women deserve a great album. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think they really got this on, on Solange. Um, I, I said four. I said four mics. And I'm giving it one because I was I was surprised to like it. Me too. Like, um, <laughs> Never liked the Solange project. Yeah. I've never. I'm looking over, like, as I look, I'm looking at the playlist on Apple Music, but I'm seeing all of... You know she has she's put out a lot of stuff, whether mm-hmm. it's singles or albums. She has, a, she has you know, a decent catalog. Um, but I don't... I don't really care for salons. Like when I, I think I'm, I'm probably guilty of comparing her to her sister. We all do. And since it's she natural. doesn't, it's natural. Since she doesn't have those vocals, um, she doesn't have nothing that Beyonce has. But she yeah, also Beyonce has a lot. Are you, are you saying that there's some struggle vocals on this album? It's not the strongest. Yeah, they're I'm not Beyonce's. I'm asking because I agree. So, yeah, like, some of them songs, even like Cranes, if you listen to it. There's a she could have redid. Yeah, but, but that, she has artistry though. Yeah, for she, sure. I I I believe her artistry a lot more than I do Beyonce's. I believe in in Solange's art on this. Wow. Because I think that. So you believe? Can I? I'm, can I finish? My bad. I just was. Yeah, you you are you are passionate today. My bad. My bad. Like you like these albums. Yeah, that's why I said we should review. Okay. Don has spoken. Um, I am big on capturing the moment, and I think music should do that. That's probably why you know I'm only looking at the Bruno Mars the way I'm looking at it. Great, great production. Uh, he can sing. He can, you know, he's a performer. But I think when we're thinking about what's going on right now, and especially if you want to make music that sounds like you've been listening to black artists, and you are um, frivolous in any attempt to say, you know what, here's here's the time that we are living in. You know, even though I know you, you can't have uh, struggle music all the time. I, I seen somebody say that to Ninth Wonder um, on Twitter, you know, like, you know, you don't want to hear struggle raps all the time or struggle music, but we are, we are in a struggle right now and great artists will represent the moment. To me, 
that's where you know we we toss around classic so often, but a classic should define the time. You should either define the time by your music changing the environment around you, or the music that you make should encapsulate the the time that you live in to a point when when we go back and listen to that album, we'll know exactly what was going on when you made it. And wow. I think when we listen to see a, a seat at the table, just the title, just alone, the title alone, the title alone, is, I, and I'm so against it. Like it's it, it it struck the nerve, my political nerve. Like I don't want a seat at the table. Like you know, she's not asking for a seat at the table. She's she's, she's not she's not asking for it. Um, you know, records like uh, "Don't Touch My Hair." I'm look I'm looking at my daughter. I'm looking at my daughter. My daughter's first fight. The first thing the little girl did, little girl did was pull her hair. People look at you know little girls whether they have um, kinky hair, uh, wavy, curly, whatever, and it's so good, curl, you know, whatever that bad, is, whatever that is for nappy. for people inside the culture and outside yes. the culture, they they have this this label and they're so fascinated one way or the other, but you know to make that stand like nah this like you don't get to judge this. You don't get to uh, exactly. You, you don't get any part of this, and it, it is an album for black women. But I'm raising one, or I've raised one. I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still very much in love with being my, my my daughter's father, and I want her to have music that she can say, "Yeah, you gave us um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Daddy. You gave us Nas. You gave us Outkast. But my generation gave the world a seat at the table. Yeah. So when I think about that. They have their music. This is the female thing that Kendrick did for the young black male. To me, she did it for the young black female. I couldn't have said it better myself. What? I wish we had the bell from the studio here. Yeah. So I and I, I appreciate it on every every level. Um, her struggle vocals. No, she's not Beyonce, but the fact that she's not Beyonce and she's gonna do her thing, I loved it even more. Like, you know, to stand in somebody's shadow like that. And that's why uh, we all wish Ainsley was here because Ainsley, you know, has all shared. She shared stories of how, you know, her sister has wanted her to write for her. Like, I feel like what 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 Beyonce did with Lemonade or the attempt with Formation, she couldn't she she couldn't do this. She's too far removed, in my opinion. But I don't know her life. But it, it just, just doesn't like this feels where she is <laughs> and that feels where Beyonce is but this is where somebody with Beyonce's platform have they done this okay, like I hope that she gets a Grammy nomination not that it validates her just so that when we write the records that they say yeah Grammy nominated or Grammy award winning if Beyonce made F you by you I mean F you be you if, if she made that FUBU it would be a big issue Solange can get away with it, and she did a great job with it because of her level of, of a celebrity, I guess. If Beyonce would have made that, it would have been one of those songs where there would, the Trump supporters would have been talking about it. She made a song called For Us By Us. She doesn't like black I mean, white people. It would have been a bigger issue, but I think that Solange got it off on her level of a celebrity. Can I say one more thing? Of course. This is the album you kicked Jay-Z's ass to. <laughs> she got a lot to be mad about. Like when you, when you stand up to somebody like Sean Carter... And and you don't care who sees it or whatever. Yeah, you can make music like this because it obviously like you don't you're not afraid of anybody. You're not afraid of what you know people consider an untouchable artist, and you're not afraid of the establishment that that is is looking down on you and your people. So 
that when I see that video, like hey, this is the kind of that's the kind of person so that makes saying, this kind of music. Since she has no F's to give. Not one. Not one. She was making not a this one. probably around that time. It, had she to be. it feels like that, right? Yeah. She could have made this, she could have called it not one F to give. And I was like, yup. Fact. We said facts. facts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. And the only reason why I'm not giving it a five is because it's, it doesn't have, for me, that one song where I'm just locked in. Yeah. I'm locked into the vibe of what she did, but it's not like that one infectious record that I... I hate uh, the word vibe, but this album has a, it's a, vibe. a great vibe to it. It's where, is amazing. <clears throat> when I didn't... Before I even so. finding yeah. the lyrics, I listened to the songs, and they just sounded all good. See, that's the thing. See, when I did more research, see, when I first listened to it, it just sounded great. It sounded, yeah. It's, when I started doing more research is when I started being like, okay, I wish she would have just said this because I think this, the message is, this is probably why I'm criticizing her. I think the message is so important Yeah. that I don't want it to go over people's heads and I feel like the way she delivers some of these songs, it can go over people's heads. I think that's the same way that D'Angelo's last album was is that he said a lot of stuff but you can't understand nothing he's saying exactly but when you look at genius and figure out the words he's saying like oh he's hey, saying man. some real stuff Nick, hey that gen- yeah we i wish we that i wish i was on the show when that came out do we talk about that on, on y'all the original didn't. show? I know y'all didn't. Now we slept on it because he won a Grammy, and I went back and listened to that Grant the song he won a Grammy too. I think that y'all were. Fr- I think I know you were fronting. He that song he won a Grammy too was he won fire. a Grammy for which one? Really love. Oh yes, fire. Yes, yeah. <laughs> see that. See, I know I didn't front on that because I loved that album when it first came out. Dog. I, I think you had to come to one of the Roots events. Like, that was a theme song. Like, I played that yep. at every event we did. Yep. Sure but, did. Like, did you play the intro? I played the it, it album. Take, it takes like uh, two minutes before the song I played comes. the <laughs> album. Oops. Are you? <laughs> that's, what, that's our song. Great drums. Like, yeah. the production. Like, if I just listen to it, that made it easy. Like, that, the drums and production made that song so easy to like. Who's the producers on here? Um, Raphael did that. Raphael Sadiq did the first song, second song, third song. So he did Rise, um, Weary, Cranes in the Sky, um, Mad. That's one with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne had gave Very, us actually a good verse, good verse, two of them, and they he stayed on track with the the subject. She's mad at one thing. He's mad at a different thing. I like it. It goes together. Yeah, and it, I think it was he's dope mad at baby. Yeah. yeah, I think it was dope that she had her dad talking about how he was mad, and you could hear his kind of anger before that song, which I'm sure he gave to her, which made her into a mad individual who didn't give a damn about fighting Jay Z on the elevator, and it just kind of goes right with it. Um, She's her dad's daughter, and Beyonce is Tina's daughter. Definitely. So, yeah, Raphael did mad, so he did really one through six. Um, Sam Sampha. Oh yeah, he's 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 Drake's uh, yeah. openly known ghostwriter for the R and B type sound and stuff. He did number seven. Um, like his voice. Yeah. Why? He nah struggle vocals. Have you ever listened to a Sanford EP or album? Uh, he, he's he's a vibe. It's he's, all vibe. It's, it's not a. It's not no. It just sounds unique to me. I like it. I like you the way are, it sounds. Yeah. 
He got he's not like a great vocalist. Yeah, like, he got he's an album not, coming he's out. Not definitely tank. not. I think Daryl could do Sanford. <laughs> right, I definitely could. But yeah, I think he's a like he plays the piano, so you know it's not great vocals, but it's great talent. So um, he produced um, "Don't You Wait," and that's one of them songs where I didn't know what he was, what she was talking about until I read the lyrics. Mm-hmm. She's talking about this song how she's telling the white people don't don't wait for me to come back with some regular songs like one i'm going to take my time with my music two i'm going to talk about these blacks this black struggle i took it as more as her talking to her fans she was this on the on genius it says that she was talking to the white critics who were wanting wanting her to come back to to the scene with regular music like regular generic pop songs okay and she said don't wait for that don't hold your breath i got these the struggle that we've been talking about and we gotta we gotta sing about this Man, I'm a, this is my theory. Um, whenever an artist chooses to talk about the struggle or a struggle or their personal struggle, they are always going to win. They are always going to win. When we think about Kanye West, his struggle to be taken seriously as an MC, his struggle to break out of Chicago, his struggle to, to, to get in the industry. When we, when we talk about Jay-Z, all of the struggle, you know, from, you know, being a hustler, making it and being legit. When you think about outcasts, the South got something to say. The struggle to be heard in a, in a world full of East Coast rappers. Whenever the struggle, whenever the struggle is articulate, articulated correctly, it will win. That's what we we always say when we talk about the struggle of a relationship breakup. When there's a goal to to hear your have your side be heard. That's usually what a, what a breakup album is about. Is that I want my side to be heard and I'm struggling to be heard and and I need to I need y'all to understand this side. No struggle on that Bruno Mars record. Oh nah. And to go back to that, he wanted that to be a party. So I don't think he wanted that. I think he wanted that to be a break from the struggle. See I'm just not in the mood for that. Yeah I just, that's what I'm saying like right now it's not in the mood for that. So y'all wanna y'all that's why y'all like this a lot more, correct? I just wish you would have I just wish she would have made the message simple enough. And I, this is wrong as an artist for me to say this. So that a lot That's of... That's the A&R in you. Nah, it's not even the A&R in me. I just wanted to reach more people. I want people to hear this message. How much, like, bad. How, how much more... Uh, how much more does she have to like, say, don't touch my hair, though? Like, people, that's very straightforward. Do my people in Trevitt Heights, like... No, nah, don't make me... Don't, don't, but don't make me, don't make me do that, because... But my people in Trevitt Heights need to hear that, oh. Yeah, but I, I don't... People on Mount Vernon Plaza need to hear that, bro. Yeah, but I think that music has to be articulated a certain way. Like I'm waiting, like I'm waiting for. Who is um, this music for then? This is uh, young black professionals that deal with corporate America. You have your anthem when you secretly hate what's going on in your in your boardroom meetings and you. Twenty five and up. Twenty. Twenty three and up. No, I'm gonna say twenty five. Twenty five and up. Twenty five and up. But this is this is for those those folks that. They can't they they can't wear their struggle their revolution in their in their everyday nine to five right so you have this and you can talk amongst yourself on Twitter your you know on your Instagrams you can post lyrics you can talk about this and you can feel represented um, you know I don't know I don't know when we will get another rapper and I don't think it's going to be a singer that will touch it it will probably be a, a rapper or someone that will be closer to a, a a rap artist that will connect to you know the folks on Trevit. Like those those people are waiting for a Tupac. 
What's Trevitt for the people who don't know? Uh, Trevitt is the Mount. Right, we're in Columbus, Ohio, the Mount Vernon area. Trevitt, that's 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 an area where you know it, it ain't that great. The King Lincoln District, um, historically a black, um, historic black district in Columbus, Ohio, is where our Harlem was. Is where black people thrived, and I say was. And politics, uh, road construction or subtraction, rerouting of streets, cut off downtown from that area. And they, they, it's being gentrified, it's being sucked dry, the, the, the property value is being low, lowered, and we're watching people struggle in that area. And they're being um, disenfranchised and they're being underrepresented. And they do need music, they do need music. I just don't know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying this music is too intelligent. I don't want to say it's too intelligent, but it is music that is going over your head. Like you have to listen two or three times. But they need a, they need records like uh, "Keep Your Head Up," something that catches them quickly and empowers them quickly. That's not this album. It's where I grew up at too, Daryl. Like my grandma lived in Mount Vernon Plaza, so I was always in those areas. I was always at the coming home. Yeah. So it's where the pain of the city is. To me, the pain of the city is out there, and on the west side of this city in particular is pain in every city across America. But you're, you're absolutely right. My, my father grew up on uh, Long and 22nd, yeah. East High School alumni, man. I, I live in what they call Old Town East, but I ain't Old Town East. That's, my, that's, that's where my grannies and this, where our aunties and everybody grew up. That's where the pain in the city, Main Street is right over there. They do need, they do need that. Um, it's where the struggle is seen the clearest to me. Yeah, you can drive down those streets. I moved over there intentionally to be close to the people that I want to help, to be in a space that was safe because I don't, I don't, I don't, I no longer want to dodge bullets. I've done that right. enough in my life, but I want to be close enough so I can walk to the people I want to help. Um, but they need music, and that's you know that's that is where we are with rap music and where we are with the underrepresentation of R and B. In mainstream music, super underrepresented. Like no, like she took a chance and she song, she made songs that she sang. She didn't say I'm gonna do this half rap, half melody type. No, I'm gonna sing my pain. Yeah, like R&B music needs to get back to that as much as they are, you know, enjoying this hybrid version of hip hop and R&B. We need we need more of that. I agree. I agree. So that's what you're that's what you're referring to when you say that it needs to be a little bit more plain. When we go through these songs, I'm gonna pull up some lyrics from each song that I was studying. I just, I mean, even it's, it's all on you. Like even "Cranes in the Sky," the hit the hit song off the, mm-hmm. off the record. The lyrics are, pull this up here, and it, at first it, it is it is clear. I guess I try to try to drink it away. Try to drink it away. I try to put it in the air. You got it. I got you. I try to dance it away. I try to change it with my hair. That's cool. It's great lyrics. Great artistry. My problem is, are people want to ask, what are you, what are, what are you, what are you drinking away? The stress and it, the depression, whatever is well, against. So you get to the hook, right? I'm, I'm gonna skip because she's. I like the fact that Solange doesn't, she doesn't care work. about song structure. No, there's no structure in this. On because Genius, it says verse one, followed by verse two, by re- followed by verse refrain. three, followed by the refrain, <laughs> then the chorus. That says F radio. Yeah. Yes. Which I like. It's cool. But Intentionally it says, that way. Well, it's crane, It's like cranes in the sky. Sometimes I don't want to feel those metal, cl- metal clouds. 
Somebody help me here. So cranes in the sky is supposed to be you having a good day, but there's metal. Like if you think about the the skies, soft blue clouds. The metal, the cranes are supposed to be the looming depression that the construction, the the looming change. The that's what I read. Is that is, why is that too deep? Why, why? Because I mean, I'm just telling you. What oh, I you read. feel me, bro? Like, I know, listen. Um. I didn't make the song. I'm just trying to give you the explanation for what I, what I read. <laughs> there, oh, there, there are times for very eloquent uh, phrasings. Then it's just sometimes, don't worry, be happy. You know, you just need to be very blunt. Keep your head up. Uh, uh, I'm black and I'm proud. You just need to say it in the hook. D-Dot said it on a Mad Rapper album. He was like, some people say, I'm hungry. And that's it. And then some rappers just say, my stomach is hotter like herd. He'd be like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> my, my G, like... Just tell me what's going on, like, and I feel like the so that lost you. It's yeah. not that it didn't, it didn't lose it him, lose but me. he's he's okay. he's projecting to like, yo, there are people that need this medicine. Yeah, and sometimes the medicine needs to come in a a colorful box. It needs to be you know put a little sugar on it. Or... Gotta get it. You gotta give it candy sometimes. Sometimes you gotta get give them the candy first. And the message was so important. I don't want to get too passionate about it, but it was so important. It's no to me. issue. Go ahead. It's, it was so important, like, because if you know me and the type of music that I'm making right now that I'm not recording because I'm so just sick about what's going on right now, it's all about this type of stuff. It's all about how people yeah, look. We, we need this music. Yeah, I know. Because you're making them, you are making the music for the people that you said she's not. Because I have the cousins, right? Like, I have my cousins, and like a, a white person without knowledge of the black struggle will sit up here and say, oh, they're just not doing. You know what they're supposed to do, but I'm telling you, I was there when I seen them come up without guidance. Like, like, what do you want them to like? How they do you expect them? Don't know. There's no navigation of the system when you have no one to show you how to navigate it. So that's why the message is so important to me because I didn't seen it. Like I've seen it. Like my whole rap thing was pull my people from Trevitt Heights and Mount Vernon Plaza up with me because. Without it, I don't know how they're going to make it. It's and not about being glamorous. It never, as you see, I, I never was in the park. It wasn't about that. It was like making a way. So she needs to make, she needs to be more accessible with her lyrics. That's what you're saying. Yeah. But do you think, like, it's, it's, is, is it difficult as an artist to say, I have this great way, I see it, it's very artistic, and say, scrap that. Dumb it down, dumb it down, like no Lupe, like because you know Lupe will go super far above and man, beyond that record, Madonna, that, the song Mural, Mural, like. But I I enjoy the challenge of deciphering lyrics like that. But <clears throat> can, can I can I talk about Lupe just for one quick second? Go ahead. My favorite Lupe song of all time was he sh- he said she, she said, said where talking about the story about the father. I want you to be my father. I want you to be his father. He's your little boy. And you don't even bother. He's speaking from the mom's perspective. The second verse is the same lyrics, just different perspective. The greatest conceptual idea I've ever heard in hip-hop. It's very dope. I want you to be my father. I'm your little boy. And you don't even bother. I was like, he wrote one verse and made a great song. Lupe is a genius. You quit this and Lupe talking about B.O.B. got it, could have did. It's probably because I love that album so much. I want more of that out. 
but that record is a song that represents a struggle that you're that you're talking about and i don't know if they want to hear it on that beat But uh, see what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Like, you enjoyed that song. You you enjoyed that Lupe song. But, you know, the cast and Trevor, they don't want to hear a jazz loop. Then he gave them uh, Bitch Bad. He gave them, all right, you want trap music? Let me get on this trap music right. and give you what you need to be hearing. Yeah. I don't think that there's a, a solid way to win all the time. It's just really a, the person who's listening. Yeah. And the person, the, and the artist is just trying to get their... You know their message out in some type of way, so I get what you're saying, and that's where I, I try to give her her own artistic freedom. I'm, I'm not mad at yeah, it. Yeah, I, I never want to tell an artist like, "Yo, dumb it down," because I've been told that so many times. Yeah, that's the worst thing. That is the worst feeling. If somebody tell you, "Don't do this," but don't do don't don't be original, but we need something that fits this, yeah. but don't sound like them. But don't talk, don't talk over the heads of the people that we sell them. Like, shut up, just shut up. And I think that's what this album is. It's like, shut up, like, don't yeah. wait, yeah, don't touch my hair. You know, I'm feeling this way, cranes in the sky. Like, this is, you know. And at times, you it's a need good conversation to, piece too. You need to have that moment. She needed that. This isn't. She. I don't think she cared about being validated as her own artist next to her sister. But I'm glad that she has this to say. No Fs given. She don't yeah. care nothing about none of that. Yeah, you like can you can, it's clear. What other songs and lyrics did you feel was almost in that same vein? Because she had what 21 songs. She got a lot, well, a lot of them was interludes. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're not going to go through every every single song because we already been talking to y'all for almost two hours. But what, what other songs did you feel? Where did we go? That's if I did not hear the story behind where. See, I just listened to that because it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Like it, her, she uses her voice as an instrument on that song. The story behind it, it means so much more. So I'm going to read this quick ex- excerpt that I read on Genius. This is her mother, Tina, telling the story about how her parents were ran out, ran out of New um, Liberia, Louisiana. It says, my, pa- my parents were basically ran out of town. My father, my father worked at a salt mine where there was an explosion and both my father and another man were trapped in the mine for two days. Unfortunately, the company was not willing to dig and search for them. Luckily, a big portion of the company included my father's relatives, so they all worked together to go back and forth and search um, for both of the people. Um, and fortunately, after hours, they found them. Afterwards, the company decided to fire and penalize all of them. Um, and then later, they decided to hire half of his, her father's brothers and cousins back, which created a huge divide within the family. One, some of the cousins and brothers went with a union. The other ones went back to work for that company. That's what the song is about. That's what the song is about. Heavy. Bro. This is heavy material. And when you listen not- to it, it, the lyrics. That's what it's. That's, it's, that's what it's about. Like I, I never took the time to hear that part. We bowed. We bowed our heads. We broke our bread that night, shook our hands, then conquer and divide. This used to be home. This used to be what we know. What used to belong is now good and gone. Because because of that divide, there was beef. Like there was bricks thrown through windows right. with, with with on fire. It was just craziness. Until so they just decided to leave. So is that a bad thing? It's a great thing. But in, until I told you that. It's a great message that Daryl listened to and didn't under, didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right, I sure didn't. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
That's a great message. I was disappointed doing research on this. I'm like, this is an incredible body of work. Because she has a, this could be a, 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 a novel. It really could. Because this is more than a movie. This is like books of work. All right, my, here's my question. Um, as someone that uses music to, to engage children in educational settings, um, is it up to us as the ones that understand it to find a way to translate it to those that may not? That's what this is for, and that's what we are to explain to people. I think sometimes we, artists, I would think sometimes make stuff for it to be another step behind it. Sometimes it will be to ignite somebody to do their research and to, to discuss it with other people. I think the podcast that we're discussing this about and learning from it, I think that's part of the like, education. I'm, I'm, I'm creating a program where I'm taking a, cl- a group of girls and a group of boys separate, and then I'm going to bridge them. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to use this album. Yeah, you should definitely the, use Borderline. I'm going to use. No, I'm using this whole album. Like I, I'm, I know that okay. she's given enough material for yeah. self identity, self confidence, self care. Um, just image your body image, like you know, dealing with that for young girls, and then to find you know an album that does the same thing for young boys. Like that's why that's why I love for for the educator in me. This gives me this gives me enough artillery to go into war with these kids. Like yeah. yo, we 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 warring against the system that says they're not good enough. But there's music that says you are. And those kids in Trevitt, I'm going to talk to those kids. Like, with this music. And we're going to tear it apart. And we're going to find it. And, gonna and find it might it. change their life. And we're going to find a gem that you're going to put in your pocket. And you're going to carry it around every time. Like like the little kids that were singing background with James Browns. They never going to forget when he said, yo, the lyric is, I'm black and I'm proud. They never going to forget that. I don't care where they are. If they dead and gone, they told that to their grandchildren and their children. There's a gem in this song, in this album that these little girls need. We just need to, we need to be able to find a way to give it to her. Exactly. And the gems are even in Masterpiece speaking. Can we go to Borderline? Like you just mentioned. Yeah, the self-care with, with Q-Tip. Um, which is, that, that's weird. He follows me on Twitter. It's the weirdest thing ever. Q-Tip follows you on Twitter? It's the weirdest thing ever, right? He does? Dead I ass, found it. Bro. I found it weird. Jay, Jay Electronica was following me, he, and it's not like he follows. He, he follows like a thousand seven hundred people. But I'm one of them. It's weird. Anyway, um, uh, what this says on Genius it says Solange explores the tricky balance, which I think is important, of engagement with the world's struggles and self preservation. Yeah, because when you listen to the verses, it to me it sounds like a girl who is in the same struggle with the guy, letting him know that you got to take care of yourself. Even though that there's a battle outside this cold world, mm. there's a war outside in this world, you mm. have to take care of yourself inside these walls. And you can't fight if you can't take care of yourself. Self-health is wealth. Exactly. And that's why I think that, that's what I got from this, from this song. And that's why I think it's dope because she's showing the perspective of, we both know that it's a war outside and they're going against us. But we can't do it if we're not strong. And that's what self-care borderline is just a dope song. Five. I'll read the um, lyrics to you real quick. The hook is... I'm raising my stakes. Five. Five. <laughs> I understand. Um, the lyrics are, you know, I, you know I have the world to think. And I know I got to go ahead and take some time. Because the last thing that I want is 
think, that's what I'm saying. It's think that it's time that I leave the borderline. That's the lyrics. So what I just explained. I, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, man. Cut her some slack. Nah, she's a... <laughs> I, the slack I cut her is calling her a genius. I call you... That, that's what it is. Like, you did a great job, Solange. You did better than what any of us here at the podcast in the key of life thought you had in you as far as potential to make this type of life-changing music. Um, my only critic was that... The message can go over some people's head, but I, I have a question. Um, Hillary chose the wrong Knowles to represent her. It wouldn't have changed that. I just think that that standing next to someone that was speaking like this, if you wanted to say you were really for us, this young lady is saying she is the us that you should be for. Go out there and let these songs live like you let... Beyonce and Jay and Bruce Springsteen did for Obama. Let 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 these be the songs that you connect to that generation with. I suggest that anybody who listens to this album or likes the album sonically listen and read the words because the words yeah. are are, yeah. are amazing. I wish we still had CDs with books in them. Yeah, with the That's lyrics. What this album made me remember. Like, I wish I still had a CD with because go to go to Best Buy. Yeah, I think the album. I think the actual CD just dropped. Um, the another song I want to speak on before we get up out of here is the "Don't Wish Me Well" song. It's like you read my mind. It's my favorite because song. that was that's like it's a crazy song. It's my favorite song, but it's also the most simple message. Exactly, it's it's the most simple message because speak on it. It's literally saying, "I'm breaking up with you." This is a relationship <laughs> song. Don't wish me well. Like, don't be petty and be funny and try to wish me well. That's what this song is about. I have a, a different perspective, and that's why I like the art of so, this. Because even though you say it as a breakup song, I think of it as I'm growing away from you song. Not just in a breakup, but like friendships or artistry or or just I'm getting more educated. Don't wish me well. You can either come along or holla. Don't have no pity for me. Like I'm moving on, which can be a breakup song. Or it can be like I just grow all relationships and all relationships change. Let me tell you why are separate. Yeah, let me tell you why I felt like it was a breakup song. This these two lines, um, thinking that everything is funny, but don't say that the joke is on you. That's a relation. That's like relationship to me. And where I got the 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 growth and I'm moving on past you is where she says um, they say I've changed. But it'll be a pity if I say the same. Oh, great line. And that's where it's like, ain't you supposed to change? Ain't, ain't, that, what, ain't, what, ain't that what we came here for? Worked this hard to stay the same. Right. Well, you think yeah. I rap for the the, the, the drive of a rap for? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to higher levels, which is where this song resonated to me. It's because I have, I have an issue. Well, I in my mind, it was an issue that I outgrew my, my old friends. And I felt that I was unloyal because I didn't like the same things that they liked. You really? You felt that? As a, cause, because a lot of my old friends, like in Dayton or people I grew up with, are still core best friends. I don't move the same way as I used to when I was 17. So I felt that I was some, it was something wrong with me because they're all cool the same way. And I have, I'm different because I progressed. And this song was like, we all go through that. 
You're supposed to. Exactly. It's just it's you know, it's just stages of when yeah. somebody else will go through that, you know. But I do like your perspective on it as the relationship cuz who who's to say that either one of us is wrong? Because this art gives us enough to hey, there's a message in here. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, rather it's a loving relationship or friendship, whatever relationship you have, somebody should be outgrowing. Still poetic though. She <laughs> Look what remains, poor ashes where they claimed my name. They say I've changed, but a pity if I stayed the same. That was the full stanza of that. It's pretty good. It's pretty damn good, man. Yeah. That's, this is where I love this album, and that's why I got so passionate about it, because there's levels to it, because you can just love the vibe. Mm-hmm. You can love that it's just for women, but you can actually read it and find deeper messages. Four and a half. Yeah, you, you made the progression. Four and a half was where I, where I was at at the beginning. I think I was, not that I was mad at it. I think I, it really was affecting me that I knew people would miss the message. I, I understand that. that that's just your gripe, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I definitely give hats off to Solange. Yeah. And, and not so much Bruno. Are we saying that Solange has the best album of the year? I, damn, you read my mind. I'm like, so are we Are we coming up to a point where we can start thinking about yes. R&B album of the year? Yes, we, we're at that stage where that's the cliffhanger of this until the next show is... Yeah. is so we should, be com- we should be compiling that list. Season yeah. ending in the next couple... Because yeah. we only have, what, a couple more weeks. So this next show should I'm be... Gonna, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Um, what's it called? Anti? Rihanna? Or this album? That's that's my that's my battle right now. It's anti versus to see the table. Because what I would say is, anti has records that I go back to because melody, production, content is not there. But a see the table is almost how I like Kendrick, where I could just play the whole thing. I don't need to yeah. skip. I don't need to go to a song. I need to hear the whole vibe straight oh, through. It. Oh, said it's the pimp and butterfly for the women. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of R&B the Hope. podcast and the key of life. And this is a perfect example of why it's called the podcast and the key of life because we talk about life issues. We talk about y'all neighborhoods and how the music should be changing the, the, our lives Shit. and how it could be. So, I hope you guys get it. If you don't, just play it again and maybe you'll get it again. But I'm DJ Duro, aka your favorite. It's the kid Blaze. God bless. R&B. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Run with it. So um, I like it. Just after this, yeah. If you're done listening to this, find a playlist that we posted alongside with this. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the music, and be looking out for um, this next episode that we're going to be discussing some of the best of 2016. And we about to hear y'all. Peace.